Why do salmon swim upstream despite the threat of the bear? Because laying down the foundation for the next generation is worth the risk. This is the Upstream Podcast hosted by me, Salmon Like the Fish, where guests share their pearls of wisdom that could have only been realized through the journey against the current of life. Your presence here and now is no mistake. Keep your ears and your heart open. There is something for you to gain. Welcome, Matthew Gardner, to the Upstream Podcast with Salmon Like the Fish. What's up? How's it going, my man? It's going well. Uh, Matt is one of my bestest friends, you know, and that's kind of a weird thing to say as an adult, you know, because back in the day, right, as in elementary school, you would say, this is my best friend, and you're always with that best friend, you know. <clears throat> my wife Matt. My wife is my first human best friend. Of course, of course. You know, I'll say that before she, you know, cuts me. I, uh, but I mean it. Um, but yeah, as, as an adult, like, uh, I would say, you know, in college and around those years, like, oh, I don't have any best friends, you know, but now, like, I have these best friends who I really try to keep in touch with. And I think that's one thing since 2020, like I've been really intentional about keeping in touch with certain people. And these are like now like my best friends and I might not talk to you for weeks or months, you know, but then you connect and boom, it's like nothing changed. Right. Yeah. So Matthew Gardner, why do I have you here? Oh, uh, let's uh, talk about uh, how we met each other in the first place. Right. So Matthew is a, uh, CrossFit coach at, at uh, two places, right? right. Or, yeah, at uh, CrossFit, uh, Elmwood Park or CrossFit Empire or yeah. Empire CrossFit Empire or Empire Fitness. Fitness. Yeah. Excuse me. A lot of politics going around with yeah. the throwing around the name, yeah. you know, uh, ever since all that craziness in CrossFit. So people unaffiliated and yada, yada, yada. Um, and also CrossFit Cedar Grove. And Cedar Grove, yeah. It's still CrossFit. Yeah, there's CrossFit Cedar Grove under the umbrella Limitless Performance. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but we initially met each other at uh, CrossFit GSP. Yeah. Uh, a special magical place um, just behind the rainbow in the forest. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's never to be seen again, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, it's a very special place. So if you were there, awesome. If you weren't there, I'm sorry you missed it. It can't be recreated or duplicated yeah. in any way, shape, or form. But uh, Matthew and I, we, uh, we were, you know, members of this CrossFit gym and we worked out together. And um, I think over time we formed a relationship, yeah. you know. We were both similar weights and speeds, and I think we were a good competition for each other, and we pushed each other, and that's definitely how we start talking more and more, you know, discussing the workout. Uh, Matt's also very humble because he's saying we were similar uh, weights and speed, but that was like for like two weeks <laughs> until Matt said, you know what? I'm tired of being mediocre. I'm just going to crush it. <laughs> and, someday, someday. And I never, ever was on his level again. Uh, you know. So, yeah, so today... What I wanted to share with everyone is uh, is this conversation between me, uh, Matt and I um, regarding the marathon. Uh, I always kind of go back and forth with, you know, what I'm going to name these things, you know. Um, but essentially, this uh, the idea of this episode is to talk about marathon and what this is and, and how it really is. Uh, it, there's so many life um, kind of parallels when it comes to marathon. And uh, just to go back how this kind of got started between Matt and I. In the middle of the pandemic, uh, why, why don't you tell me? I think you had reached out to me about doing a marathon. So why don't you kind of go back and tell me, like, what was your thought process around that time and, and like, why you specifically, you know, wanted to reach out to me about this? Um, I, I'd say it started probably, I mean, when I was, when I was younger, I was uh, very overweight. I just never understood fitness and, and um, nutrition. And then all of a sudden, I'd say about... 12 years ago, maybe about half my life, I was like, 
uh, I like this fitness thing, but I always viewed a marathon as the absolute top pinnacle. And, um, I was, you know, I was 300 pounds. I wasn't, I had no muscle. Uh, I wasn't nearly the man I was today. And I, not that, I mean, I learned and I grew, but that was always to me like the, the pinnacle. And I, and I always strived for the marathon. I enjoyed running. I went on years where I'd run a little bit. I'd fall back a little bit. I'd run a little bit and then I'd fall back a little bit. I moved around the country a little bit, not crazy, but I had a couple of different homes. So, you know, readjusting to a new place, I, you know, it took me a year or so to get comfortable with it. And then the pandemic happened and uh, I just, I enjoyed running. I enjoyed walking out of my door and being able to just get a workout in without, you know, having to drive to the gym and, you know, everything was closed and you didn't know who to talk to, but this was one thing I was outside. I didn't have to wear a mask. I could just travel around my neighborhood and come back home. And I, I enjoyed it. I got, you know, the, the runner's high off of it. And then I reached out to you cause I knew you did iron. I, I think I knew you did Ironmans more than I, I thought you did marathons, but uh, I still know you had that endurance mentality. And I think we just started chatting about it. And I started in 2020. I wanted to run the uh, Adirondack marathon around Shroon Lake in, um, I think it's Shroon. I think the town is actually Shroon as well, but, um, we, the, it got turned to a virtual one and I kind of broke my heart. I just kind of gave up. I was like, I don't want to run it by myself. I just don't have, I want to be around people. I want to do it. And then I caught the bug again. I think I told you, I was like, I kind of fell off a little bit. And then the next spring was 2021. And I said, Hey man, I'm, I'm really into it again this year. And then, uh, you kind of kept me like, I had a plan in mind and then you kind of like, kept pushing me you're like okay well like set it down set it in this motion you're here go here and then um i think together we kind of just verbally came up with a plan and i think you had a lot of trust in me because i for, i'm not saying your texts were like questioning me but you you kept up with me a lot and you're like hey you're on this you're on this pace you're at this point right and i'm like yeah i'm here i'm here and um we just kind of went back and forth like that and we figured it all out and you gave me you gave me the tri- tips and tricks i needed for the end of it and then um then it all came together on Mar- or, uh september 12th yeah you know let's um kind of we'll we'll kind of go um you know from from where i was at because i, I think it's interesting uh, uh just we'll talk real openly and uh, uh kind of about our thoughts and feelings and I, and I appreciate that you felt a certain way but you knew it was like for at least make me kind of talking to you in a way to kind of uh, in, encourage you or help you out, you know, because that's a very dicey spot. And I think even before talking about marathon, I think that's a dicey thing to do with like your friends. Like, yeah, you know, like just about life stuff. I mean, how many friends do we know? Like, you know, they talk to a girl they probably are, <laughs> probably shouldn't be talking to because they're always, you know, upset about this situation and or maybe they're doing something too much that they shouldn't be doing. And it's very kind of dicey to like say, Hey man, like I'm concerned about you, you know, like no one wants to do that. And we're all adults. No one wants to hear it. You know, maybe when we were younger, we were more attuned to be able to, you know, tolerate those things. But now as adults, like, don't tell me nothing because you don't know nothing. Um, so I will, I will tell you this because there's so many like feelings I had about last year, you know, like, um, when you had asked me to do that marathon, I started training. Like I was really, really training. I mean, three, four days a week, you know, and back then I ran only on the treadmill. So I would do these 14, 17, 20 mile runs on the treadmill. And, uh, and the whole point was to get ready for that marathon. And then when you said you weren't going to do it, I'm like, ah, this guy just, uh, what, like, 
catfished me. I've been run catfished, you know, like, because I've already had this, the, the fitness level to do it, yeah. you know, and when I say to do it, I'm not saying to do it fast. I'm just saying to have the capacity, you know, and just to clarify before you said that you knew I did Ironmans and marathons. I think, um, so an Ironman is a one point, a uh, 2.4 mile swim at 112 mile bike ride and then a 26.2 mile run. So I did start doing marathons actually was, was strange was I didn't go from a 5k to doing uh, a marathon. You know, I didn't build up. I just, my first race was a marathon. Uh, and that was, and just to kind of like you, I was not in shape. I think I was around 220 at the time and, and 220 for me back then was, you know, really terrible. I didn't exercise at all. It was all nourishing school, eating, sleeping and studying, eating some more because of depression and anxiety because I was failing nursing school, you know. Uh, I, f I finished nursing school, you know, but, uh, but yeah, at the end of that, I was like around 220 pounds. Uh, a friend uh, that I knew asked me to run a marathon for charity and because I wanted to impress this friend and I guess the people around, um, I started training and followed the schedule. And then like six, seven weeks later, I completely forgot about everybody else and just was like, wow, like if you train consistently, like you feel better, you look better and your thoughts are better. That's that, that was like bizarre. And no one could have told me that. You know, so then from there, I went from marathon, then triathlon. And then eventually I tried the Ironman distance, but I, I stopped at the 13.1 point of the marathon at the end. So I made it through that. I think that was like already 13 hours. <clears throat> yeah, those things are hard. Like you, yeah. you really have to train. And at that time, we were just having a baby. I was just finishing college, uh, uh, my, my grad studies. So I really didn't train all that year, but I tried it anyway, which was crazy. Um. Yeah, but so I was super like primed, ready to go. And I was like, shoot, okay. And I couldn't be mad because like, I couldn't be mad because of what I had gained. You know, like if you did not like kind of say, hey, if we're gonna do this marathon, you know, you should do it, blah, 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 blah. If you didn't tell me that, I would have never started the train and I would have, and, and I needed to. So, and, and why did I need to? Because it was it was helpful for my headspace, you know, and, and it really came at a point in my life where I, I just needed that. Um. So because of that, I signed up for the virtual uh, New York City Marathon, and um, I did that. I don't know if I, I told you, right, that yeah. I, I did it, and then the, the app timed out, yeah. and so, like, my results were, like, non-existent, and so to get into the New York City this year, I would have to do it again, so I did it again three weeks later. Yeah, if you didn't, like, push me to train, I would have never done a marathon twice in one year. That's the first time I've ever done that distance twice in one year. So I had a lot to thank you for, you know? And and it wasn't like, I was like, oh, screw him. He asked me to do a marathon and then he bounced. Like, no, like if you didn't ask me, I wouldn't have been able to do that, you know? And so I had signed up for the New York City for next year because I was able to get in. And then you had mentioned Lake Placid. I was like, oh, here we go again. He's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's just gonna, you know, catfish me again. And I was like, you know what? Regardless, like I'm gonna do it and, and I'm gonna train with them and we'll start talking about training, you know, through text messages and whatever. Um, and the way I saw Lake Placid was, this is just going to be preparation for New York City. Like, it's going to be like a drive run. I've done, and because I did two marathon distances in one month last year, like, I think this will be a nice kind of drive run a couple months before. So that's the way I approached it. But uh, I was, like, very, um, just so you know where mine was at, like, every text message with you, I was very careful about my the words that I chose. Because uh, I'll tell this to people all the time, I'm not competitive. But I'm competitive. I know. I, I, I know. Like, but uh, outwardly, I'm not competitive. But inside, I'm a sore winner or a sore loser. More a sore loser than a sore winner. But like, 
that is always going on with me. And um, just so you know, I, I've seen, like, I've seen you, like, um, you don't outwardly say it, but I can see it. Like, even when we did CrossFit workouts, like, if you, quote, unquote, lost a workout, because we would all treat, this is one of the things that GSP, uh, that was good and also absolute evil, was, like, we would treat every workout, like, this is the CrossFit games. Mm -hmm. This is, this is the fourth quarter. You know, this is where we go in, you know, it's do or die. You know, if you don't win this, you're shit, you're nothing, you're trash. (laughs) And back in the day, we would uh, all text each other. Like, Oh, I saw what you got in the workout today. You know, uh, I beat you today or, or uh, you got me today. I'm gonna get you tomorrow. You better watch your back. And this is what we would all do. Uh, And for me, actually, I got off of that because it was really, I remember one day I was doing a workout that had a run in it. And it was in the morning, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, no, maybe like six, five thirty or six thirty in the morning. And the, the during the run part, like I really felt like my pace come down. And I thought to myself, Matt's gonna trash my time. And I don't even know if you were coming to the gym. Like you might not have came to the gym, but I was like, Matt's gonna trash my time. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna calm down here because there's no way I'm gonna beat his time. So it really like made me pull back okay. for like an imaginary future performance of of my friend you know who i shouldn't be competing with and i would never tell you that you know i would never tell you like uh but uh yeah that really that really uh that whole kind of environment kind of really grated on me so and i and i've seen you like where you're like boom i beat you and i was like son of a bitch I'm like, I, would, I wouldn't say that to you you know all right whatever fine, i'll get you tomorrow and i was like no 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 he's way beyond me now you know um but yeah, so because of that, I was very careful with the marathon thing, and and uh, and what I really wanted to do was, um, I I I was hoping to like help you to kind of pace. You know, we got in this one conversation like we're gonna do eighty miles this month, and then you're like yeah, we're gonna do eighty this month, and then we're gonna do a hundred next month. Uh, no, 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 no. I said we're gonna do eighty this month total, and you're like no, we're gonna do a hundred, and I was like no, 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 we'll do a hundred this month, and then. Uh, I will do 80 this month and 100 this month. And then after that, we start to taper for the marathon. Like, no, I'm going to do 100 and 100. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, uh, and I think for me, like, because uh, I've, I've done two, and I'm by no means like a proficient marathoner, but like, I, I know what that's going to look like. And I know like the grind that that's going to be. And you could do that. Um, but I was like, you know what? But at the same time, like maybe he's right. Maybe he does do 100 and 100, and and like he's perfect for the marathon, you know. So like even with those test messages, I was very like, all right, okay, I want I want to be sensitive because I also want him to push himself, you know. Um, I'll give you an experience. Is the first time I did CrossFit, it, one of the first things we had to do was a row, and so I did this row with someone who I didn't know, and um, I didn't know this. But he, he was pulling like 128, 130. And so I thought for 500, like consistently. So yeah. I thought that was just like, that's how fast you're supposed to go. So I'm pulling and I'm pulling like 135, 136, you know, and I'm like dying, you know. And then I find out this guy's like an actual rower, you know. But because I had that in my mindset, like it was, it was his, you know, it was my first time. He set an expectation. So I thought that that's how fast you're supposed to go. So I tried to go that fast. Now you couldn't get me to pull that, you know, like on a routine basis, but that was his first. So I think that was like the mindset I had, you know, for you, like, I was like, you know what? He doesn't know how far he can push himself. I'm not going to pull him. I'm not going to tell him, like, let him go and see what happens. And maybe he's right. And maybe he'll inspire me to push more, you know? 
so yeah um and then uh we would uh i really did appreciate you know checking each other on training like because especially because you set that bar i was very careful about like i was looking at your miles on um on on nike seeing how many miles you were doing for the month and i saw like there was times like like, i don't know if he's gonna make the mileage he's shooting for this month so because you you put that um goal up you know i was like you know we're kind of like training buddies should i like check up on him but then i was like "Ah, i don't want to think i'm nagging him or that i'm also uh you know spying on his nike plus running you know thing but i was like you know what i want to help him meet his goal like he said he's gonna do 100 like I'm going to help him to do 100. And actually, I don't know if you saw, but I did close to 100 when I said I wasn't going to do yeah, 100. Yeah, I know. You know, um, yeah, like, how did you feel with all those text messages? Like, did you feel like I was being, because I mean, I want you to know, like, it always came from a good place. I honestly, like, sometimes I pray. Like, I, I, you know? I think I knew that. I just think I know you as you, this wasn't a selfish text. I know part of you wanted me to do it because you wanted to do it. So there was that, but I never felt like it was a selfish text. It was just, um, I don't know. I, I I would say at GSP, I met a couple of people that I don't understand why they wanted to like talk to me and hang out with me. And I don't, I don't know how to say it other than that, but, uh, I met a lot of good people that, you know, just, I started talking to, we were, we're all from different backgrounds. We're all from different races, religions, financial backgrounds or whatever, but GSP, we were all athletes. And I think, um, you guys all looked at me and, and you all made me feel equal. And I think I just met a lot of good people that would, uh, just truly reach out to me and talk to me and care about me. And I, I don't want to say I'm not used to that. Cause I, I definitely had good friends growing up and I, a tight core of people, but, um, I just felt like you were always, I mean, you were supportive. I just know you're a positive person. I just know that, um, they were always coming from a place of love and, and help. Um, I think you said it great. You let me be independent and you let me make my own mistakes. You let me find my limit and that's who I am as a person. I'm just like, let's go to the absolute top. And if we roll down, we roll down, but let's find that pinnacle. Let's go there. Um, so no, I was never, I was never offended. I, I always looked excited when you texted me. I, I just know that, um, that way we, we just kind of kept it going. I, I, I got to know that you're still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. Um, you know, sometimes we go a couple days without texting. Sometimes we go a week or two without texting. Like, but no matter what, whenever we came back to it, we were like, no, no, this is where we're at. And I think that was always just a good touch up. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say I ever minded the text, but I, I definitely, I respect how you, like you said, you, you let me be me and you let me find my own mistakes. And I think that that worked better for you than anything. If I don't know if you know that, but that probably worked out best for you to just, you know, be like, okay, cool. Go ahead. Yeah. Do that. I, you know, cause I, um, I think uh, I used to, well, I mean, even, even now, you know, I used to be at a point where I'd like see someone and see something in someone's life that I'd, I'd want them to fix, uh, you know, because I see it's making them suffer, you know? Um, and you know, who, the, who, who am I, you know, like, uh, you know, like who am I to tell them what to do and what not to do. But when I have someone like constantly telling me I'm suffering with this, I'm suffering with this. And I'm like, well, if you're suffering with this, then X, Y, Z needs to change or else you're going to continue to suffer, bro. I don't want to tell you, you know, but then people would get upset with that, you know? So it's like people, um, and this is, I don't know. I haven't been told to change something. Well, no, I'm lying. My wife tells me to change things all the time. So no, but yeah, even me, like when I'm told to change something, I'm like, I'm already at max capacity. What do you mean? Like I'm already doing X, Y, Z. Like maybe you need to be more appreciative, you know, and that's not just for my wife. It's for anybody. Um, you know, but if I step back and really try to consider, you know, 
and, and like kind of meditate, pray on it, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, what can I change, you know? But I, so I'm very keen on not, I'm trying to not do that. But if someone's going to like say to me, I want to do this, like I'm going to try to kind of gently, you know, help to bring it out. Yeah, and, nudge so, me a little bit. Yeah, uh, and it, it was very tricky because all you know, we all have, you know, our own, um, you know, expectations of ourselves and other people. And I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, make you n- not share with me your training anymore. Because yeah. I think that was like a, so... Uh, it was helpful not just uh you know for you to train but it was helpful for me to train with you like i I saw like how fast you were and uh when when you actually i I really did enjoy it i know these were total runners high techs total runners high techs and if anyone doesn't know what a runner's high is i guarantee you cannot have a runner's high unless you've actually ran for months like it's just and it's not something that you can explain to somebody um I don't know how to explain that. I mean, it's like you ever met these people who are like, um, I'm saved and, and da, 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 da. but you can't, they can't give you that, that, that yeah. um, they can't give you that experience. That's something that someone experiences for themselves. And hopefully that lasts, you know, but with the runner's high, that's one of those things you just can't transfer it to someone just like you can't transfer. Like, Hey, if you uh, exercise and ate properly and, and stayed away from toxic people, this is how you're going to feel like you can't, the person, like, oh, I don't think that's going to work, you know, so they continue to do, uh, you know, McDonald's hang out with this terrible person that says every bad thing about them and, you know, uh, and, and, and don't sleep and drink tons of caffeine and pre-workout and they're, and they're miserable. Um, so, um, yeah, where was I? Oh my, I lost my train of thought. It's really early in the morning. Just so you know, Matt is the most dedicated, uh, early person uh, on this podcast so far. It's seven, oh, yeah? seven forty-seven AM that usually I do these things at like 11 okay. right. or later. Uh, but the reason why we're doing this, I'm just going to kind of take a short detour. The reason why we're doing this is because Matt is moving. Matt is moving. Him and, and his lovely girlfriend, uh, uh, Amanda, are moving to North Carolina. Yeah. Um, I saw Amanda's post, uh, uh, take it. What's that song that like really ratchet Southern songs? Uh, the Petey Pablo? The Petey Pablo song from like the 90s. Take your shirt off, and, spin and, around and, your head like, like a helicopter. helicopter. And I was like, oh my God, what a throwback. Um, yeah, so... We found this out that you guys were moving uh, just days after we left Lake Placid. The interview was the day after the marathon. So I had a big marathon. She had a big interview. Um, so the whole weekend was just packed full of emotion and, and everything. But. Yeah, yeah, it really was. I mean, uh, I don't know what it is. All of my good friends or people that I really, really like end up going away. Now, uh, proof. Now, statistically, I've had, I think this is our 16th podcast 16 or 17 oh wow okay uh out of those people eric moved dan moved you're moving my friend aremo just moved to california that's four that's 25 percent. 25 percent. so if you're on this podcast 25 percent chance you're gonna move away <laughs> just so we're all just so anyone who's uh willing to talk to me in the future knows you have 25 percent chance of moving away but actually everyone that's moved away has been for the better so yeah. Yeah. Oh. Maybe it's a little uh, good luck charm. I don't know. We're excited. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I think even, you know, this whole thing was to talk about the parallels of marathon in life, but even I think our training, uh, I say our training, we actually never ran together prior to, yeah. but like the yeah. next, the text messages and, you know, being able to see our like kind of training plan on, on Nike run, uh, Nike's not sponsored. We're just, that's what we use. Yeah. Uh, this podcast makes no money. It's a good app. Yeah. It's a great app. I mean, the four people that are listening, yeah, you should use it, you yeah. know, um, 
And so, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so, I mean, there, it, like, even our training and, and our communication was so, like, there's so many parallels to, like, just being in a relationship and that kind of ebb and flow and getting to know each other. Because, um, I mean, I could have been a terrible training partner. You're like, mm, I don't want to talk to this guy anymore. He's really stressing That's me out. True, yeah. And I could have been, oh, dude, if you were, like, texting me, like, ah, uh, you got this many miles today, but I got twice that many miles. I'm like, dude, go have yourself. Yeah. I'm out, you know. But what I was going to say about this runner's high thing, just to circle back to that, was I'd get these text, text messages from you, which I know, I know for sure were runner's high text messages. Like, dude, I just had this great run, man. I'm feeling so good. Man, it's just like, I'm so glad I'm back into the running. I love you, man. I just want to let you know you're the best. And I'm like, that's a run. That's like, yeah. that's like your buddy being drunk at a bar yeah. and be like, bro, I love you so much. But the runner's high, it's, it's different. It's like a clarity. You well, know? you did something positive. You, you you did something good for your body, opposed to put a few beers in your body. So yeah. like, it's the same emotion, <laughs> yeah. but like completely different area. Yeah, completely different area. Because like you know, you you can say things when you're drunk that you probably shouldn't, or maybe or over over exaggerated feeling. But when you're runner's high, it's just like it's like the clarity and of an emotion is like super. Um, it's it, it's so focused. Like you, it's like very clear. You know, like you almost like. I don't know about you, but for me, when I have this runner's high, like I see life so clearly, almost like Neo in the Matrix. You know, I'm like, I get this, I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, but that goes away. You know, yeah, you got to yeah. run again to get it again. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just want to tell you, I really appreciated that. And now, like going to Lake Placid, like what an experience that was, right? Yeah. I've never you you've been to Lake Placid before. Yeah, several times. That was the first time I've ever been like in that area. Yeah. Um. But what was really cool was, you know, I, I wanted to make an experience, you know, and I really wanted us to have kind of like a, a meet and actually hang out. This was the first time that we saw each other since October of 2019, maybe. Maybe somewhere in there. Because at you that, might have been at the at Empire, you know, one night we were there together. But yeah, it was definitely a couple of years, like physically. Yeah, I think it was. I think the last time we saw each other was actually the 5K in Ordell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, just to pause on that, uh, the whole time, is I was actually, you know, we were in that group chat, you know, and uh, the whole time, I just, you and Chris were behind me the whole time. I felt like I had Freddy Krueger, like, and his, like, hand with all the claws, like, just at me and the whole time. It was, I was very nervous the whole time. But nothing's more motivating than, than that feeling. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess. You know, um, interesting. I, I think we do need people in our lives to kind of push us like that. Um, there's this, uh, kind of story about how this company was trying to, you know, at one point, uh, I think it was codfish became a very popular fish, you know, in to, to sell in the supermarkets. So, uh, you know, they were trying to figure out the best ways to transport this codfish. So what they would do is they would fr freeze it and then, you know, ship it. And then wherever it would get, people would buy it and it would be very mushy. So people did not enjoy the codfish. So then companies started trying to put the codfish alive in, um, water to see if that would work and so they would ship it this way but still it was very soggy and tasteless so uh then what they someone had this great idea to put um the codfish in in uh you know whatever containers they were in but then to drop some catfish in there because catfish are uh caught the the catfish is the natural like predator of the codfish so the entire time while it's in shipping the catfish is running around but it's forcing the codfish to move the entire time and that actually produced the best tasting fish okay you know and so i, I kind of i saw it kind of like that i'm like man like you guys are chasing me and i don't like this feeling 
but I'm going to like, but it's like hard to realize I'm going to like this feeling later. But like when, after the process, you're like, oh my gosh, like if I didn't have them, I wouldn't have pushed this way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so some of us are, you know, I, I hope it's not always me having to uh, have that behind me. Like, I hope it gets to, it evolves. But that's how I felt uh, at that 5K. And that was the fastest, no, it wasn't the fastest. It was the second fastest 5K. I think I did it in 2103 or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanted to make it an experience when we finally met together because that was our last experience doing that 5K. So we watched uh, Ilya Chipko- uh, Chipchoge's, uh, Chip. I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering you, that name. You would know better. Ilya Chipchoji's uh, movie. Uh, I don't know if it's called No Human is Limited, but that's his like catchphrase. But that was an amazing experience. Yeah. And what I thought was really cool is like we can really, we were all like you, Amanda, and I were super emotional over this movie, yeah. you know, because just seeing what this man had done um, breaking this two hour marathon, just for everyone to have an idea, um, you know, because if you're not a runner, you know, to, to hear, you know, this person has broken the two hour marathon time, just to put that in perspective. Um, if anyone's ever been on a treadmill, that's going 13.1 miles per hour on a treadmill for two hours straight, like a full sprint, a full sprint the entire time. I don't, I think it's like four, four minutes and change per mile. Yeah, so, I mean, I was on my treadmill yesterday and was on 8.7 for a minute, and I wanted to die. Yeah, most people at 7 are like, mm, this is a little much. Yeah. but And this guy's going twice as fast. The entire time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it it's the first time it's ever been done. Now, you know, what's interesting, there's a lot of haters around yeah, this. Yeah, uh, my boss was like, he did it on a flat. And I go, that is, that is the dumbest way to look at that, but okay. Yeah. But also, I mean, again, marathoners, yeah. The, there are these people that kind of want to kind of take down your your accomplishments for whatever reason. And really what it does is it makes them feel better about their way of life. Uh, I've said this before, but I, I don't know if I've told you this, but you know, once I was with um, Eric, we were actually running ironically because um, I don't go on runs with Eric, but I think we were doing a workout and the workout had a run in the beginning. And out of nowhere, he's like, you know what, Sal? I don't know why people hate you so much. <laughs> I don't know why people hate you so much. I'm like, Okay, uh, I don't. I didn't know people hated me. <laughs> I, I didn't know that before, but now I know. I don't really want to know who, because then if I did know who, what am I supposed to do with that information? Hey, bro, why do you hate me so much? Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but he had told me, he had shared this with me that there were a f- someone had asked him like, who would you want to be like when you grow up? And um, he said four people and I was one of those people. So I was like super, and that's how, that's how that conversation came up. Like I was like so super honored that someone would want to, you know, who would put me in that place in their life. Cause I know for me, I have, I have those people in my life, you know, and, and I know I'm nothing to where I want to be. So when I heard that, I'm like, uh, yeah, but yeah, the, but this person said like, why the hell do you want to be like Sal? You know? And I'm like, and then I was like raging, you know, I'm like, you know, so I had to look look at my life in comparison to that person's life. Like, this person is not where I'm at in life in any way, shape, or form. And that's not like a competition thing. That's just like the reality. Like, I'm doing what I love to do. I have the people in my life that I love to be around. You know, I'm I'm not like obsessing over money. I'm not obsessing over my fitness. You know, I, I'm in a really good spot and, I, and I'm working towards something, you know. Same thing like Ilya Chipchoget. You know, I'm not making a comparison to myself with him. But like, he's very at peace. You know, he's very um, in tuned. Um, and, and I, and I love it. Like he, he's actually a, a Catholic. So he, he, he like brings that into his running. Like, um, I think he says, uh, God helps the disciplined ones. That's what he says. Like, that's like one of his, his lines. 
uh, and he says only the, only the disciplined ones uh, can, what does he say? Only the disciplined ones uh, are happy, you know? That happiness breeds, uh, that discipline breeds happiness. And, and you've seen this in the running, that's why you get the runners right. high. You know, so uh, all these haters surrounding, you know, this, and, and why? Because of the shoes, the 4%, the 4% or the oh, next yeah, percents. Yeah, yeah. Um, the running team, yeah. the car. Yeah, the, the car, oh yeah, the, so I mean, the car in itself and the running team, I mean, they're changing out these pacers alongside him and they're, and the science behind how they place these runners around him with the wind resistance and all that, you know? Um, but I mean, even the shoes, people will say, oh, it was the shoes. There's actually a runner, a famous um, runner in, in, in uh, the United States. I'm blanking his name. Probably better that I don't remember his name because I don't want him to like come at me later. Ryan, no, I don't care. I'll say it. Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall actually publicly spoke against these shoes. Like, they should be illegal. But this is a guy who's tried to be at the top of the game in marathon, but always just slightly fall, would fall short, almost like the Noah Olsen of okay. running. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> Super, Noah. And sorry, I love Noah. But, like, so close, but there's something that, for whatever reason, is missing. You know, I, I think for these kind of guys, it, it, there's if they just got a really good sports psychologist, it would change their game, yeah. you know. Uh, but, yeah, the shoes. So, now... Uh, when we did that 5K, I had those shoes. Yeah. yeah. And so I remember, I think Amanda knows this because, you know, I like to tell a story because I like to get angry. Um, but even in the group chat, oh, Sal, you only, the only reason you, you beat us in the 5K is because you had those shoes. So I was like, these mother effers. You know what? <laughs> and actually, I, uh, so I don't know if most people know this, but I'm not in that group chat. I think people in that group chat don't know that. Um, but this was the last, the first and the last group chat I'm ever going to be a part of because it's just too toxic when you have a whole bunch of like personalities in one group, a lot of like alpha and try to be alpha, you know, type, you know, and stupid crap. So, yeah. um, so with that, like, you know, when I, when someone said, Oh, you know, you only, you only beat us in the 5k cause you had those shoes. And I was like, you know what? I'm usually kind of laid back. I don't make fun of people. I don't challenge people, but I said, you know what? I will buy whoever in this group, those shoes. I remember that. I don't care if it's 10 of you. I will buy you all these shoes. I will bankrupt myself to buy these shoes. And let's sign up for another 5K. If you beat me, you get to keep the shoes. If I beat you, I take the shoes and you pay me back for the shoes. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. So people talk all this trash, you know. And uh, so Ilya got that because he had the special course. But you could not find another man in the world right now that can do that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there will be eventually. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, if you if you remember in that uh, movie, the... Um, uh, the scientists said that 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 the human being was not going to be able to break the two-hour marathon for like another seventy years or so, something like that. Um, and so going back to the whole marathon piece, I really wanted you to explain like what uh, the the way you explained it to me is people don't know what a marathon is, right? Twenty-six point two miles. Yeah. And so I asked you about the origin of the marathon. If you can share it with me exactly how you just did. Uh, the guy died. He just started <laughs> running. They're like, go deliver this package or something. I don't know why he ran, but they're like, go run this way. And he just go to the next town. He started running, and then he died at 26.2. <laughs> and they're like, you know what sounds like a good idea? Let's keep running that. <laughs> I don't know if it's in memory or if it's just like, yeah, we got to we gotta make sure we don't die after that. Or something. But, um, I don't know how they marked. Like To me, too, I'm like, how did they know it was 40K or whatever it was? But... Um, yeah, the guy died and then they, they run it. Now. <laughs> yeah, Millions of people have done it. Now. 
you ever, it's like this is like drunk history but not drunk it's just yeah. one, it's just seven, seven o'clock it's 8 a.m yeah, yeah, history <laughs> but that's pretty i i actually loosely know the story in the same way like yeah. i th- i think it was almost like the british are coming but it was another group of people that were coming to some place the guy's name was marathon was the guy's name marathon? no i think i think the place you know okay there, right now there's marathoners like willing to come here and stab us oh, for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. this like uh <laughs> get ready for your inbox man <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was going to, I th- he was going to marathon, I think from Athens. Okay. I think that sounds about right. I think, and I think someone was coming. I, I, I want to say, I'm thinking of 300, uh, the movie, remember 300? Yeah. You know, the, uh, like the big Indian dude that looks like the guy from street fighter. Uh, uh you, no, you didn't, nah. uh, I I'm, I'm really jacking up this whole history thing, but I, someone was coming to attack and I think he had to go run there and he got there told them that this guy's coming or this army's coming then he died yeah uh but so luckily we're not dead we're still here you yeah. know and and that was such a cool way to kind of set ourselves up for the marathon because you know we kind of like you know in life you know like i think we need to kind of do things to kind of inspire ourselves and show us that there's another side you know so being able to watch this guy and like yo this guy just did it in two hours amongst all like the negativity against all like the doubt and yeah. fear and his own like inner stuff we could run this in less than six hours. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I could run it in two hours. I mean, afterwards, oh, I'm like, after I'm like, that, I'm like, let's go, let's go. Let's oh my gosh. But no, I, I, I even think too, you would talk about like afterwards, you know, people still want to be like, Oh, you know, the shoes and that. But even before the marathon, before it all, people would be like, I know this is my family just being nice and like having fun conversation, but uh, I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to run a marathon in September. And a lot of them would be like, why, why would you want to do that? Or, <laughs> you know, you don't have to, or those, you know, common, I don't want to say they're shots, you know, they're not like, they're not trying to break me down or anything like that, but it's also an ignorance of some people that just don't get why we want to do it. Um, but then there's also just this separation between like an athlete and somebody who doesn't know what it's like to, to push like an athlete and they just can't connect and they go, why would you want to do that? And, and I think for us to, to ignore that and to get past that, really means a lot as an athlete because it's hard to, you know, a lot of people don't want to get started and I understand it's intimidating and I understand that it's hard to walk into, especially a public gym in New Jersey and be like, I want to start lifting weights. Like, yeah, that's, that's tough. But, um, for somebody who's broken that barrier and like fitness and everything's a part of their life and it's a routine. Um, it was, it was everything to me. And then for somebody to be like, well, you know, what are you doing? I'm just like, Oh, this is, I don't, what do you mean? What am I doing? This is everything. And I think, you can definitely get discouraged, but there's a, there's a point where it's just like, Oh, now I'm motivated. Now I'm like, I know you want to be negative, but now I'm just like, ah, oh, man, I can't wait to finish and just put my arms up and just be like, I did it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and now I'll go do something else. Like, you know, who cares? You were here, you were on the same earth six months while I was training. You know, <laughs> what did, I mean, not saying you pro- you probably did other things in your life, but you know, did you have, did you do anything? So it's just, it was like six months of my life. And now I have another opportunity to do something else. And it's not like it took my entire life and like it, you know, engulf me for six months. It was, a, it was a part of my life for six months, but, um, you know, I, even people before they know it, and it's ignorance, it's a little bit of ignorance, a little bit of, um, you know, a jealousy. I think there's a little bit of jealousy, but I think people, um, when they sit down and they, they put their mind to it, you know, nothing stands in that vision. Like even the haters like that, even before you're just like, no, I'm, I'm confident. And I, and I think I, I felt very confident, uh, going into it. Mm. So yeah. You know, I think with just like with the kind of haters and the doubters, you know, it's uh, 
I hate that sounds. Those I are know, such. I those know, are those, know, those yeah. are such like um, buzzwords. Those are cool social media words. Haters. I hate yeah. the hate the hater. Like yeah, it's yeah. huge in sports right now. You'll see like oh you know the tweets and all that between professional athletes and football players and stuff like that. And and I love the competition. I love the drive. I love it. But it has become such such a thing that yeah. I understand when you like well, even when you say it you I, cringe I, a little I, bit. I did cringe a little bit like, because at the same time like if I'm hating the hater I'm the ultimate hater yeah, I am yeah, I am yeah. the greatest hater you know I, I would tell people I, I should be a judge like I should I actually literally looked up what would it take to be a judge right because yeah. I hate judgmental people but in the process of hating judgmental I'm judging like oh dude I'm like next level yeah. judger so I should be a judge like and get paid for this they don't get paid very much I don't, I don't know if you know this no. <laughs> I looked it up and uh so yeah i don't know um, but i i think just to give people some benefit of the doubt I, I don't i don't know if it's so much hate but it's i think a lot of it is like kind of this uh they can't see it for themselves so how could they see it for you because i think a lot of us we kind of i know for me like i'll see my i'll see someone else's life in in, in my own like purview you know like from what i've experienced or what i know but this person has a completely different journey so you know uh for you to tell someone i want to run a marathon like they can't even walk 10 minutes without being out of breath. So they're just like, how could you do that? You're not going to be able to do that because they're seeing it for themselves. If so, and it's a shame. I think people are very kind of in their own world. And rather than say, wow, that's awesome. Like, let me know what that's like. I'm, I'm curious, like what's your training? Like people don't care. People don't think about that. People just think about their own. It's impossible for me. So it must be impossible for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, and sometimes it's your friends and family, which is the hardest part yeah. because you would think that they would be supportive. But, you know, I think that's the design. You know, I think that's yeah. good. I think that's good. Actually, um, when I told my wife uh, that I was going to do this Ironman triathlon, she was like, what are you thinking? Like, you can't do, like, she actually said this, why you can't do that. And um, and I think I, w I was a little bit mad at the time, but I said to myself, you know what, if I can do this, I might open up her mind, you know, and, and so it wasn't like, I'm going to show her, but it was just like, if I can show her and she could see me train, she, she might have like a bigger vision, you know, for, for what I could do and maybe what she could do, you know? So I, I looked at it as an opportunity, like not, I'll show you who I am, yeah. like, which is kind of, again, also very social media, like uh, social media, uh, positive motivation. Oh, I'll show you, blah, 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 blah. But it was like, no, like, let me do this. And so, yeah, I mean, I stopped at the 13th mile but I was on the road for 13, 14 yeah. hours. And like most people haven't done that, you know? And, uh, and she was still proud of me, you know, yeah, which is, which course. is nice. And she was there to pick me up. And then I realized, you know what? I, I probably should have trained more. <laughs> um, but I think for, for this marathon in particular, I think we trained really well. Um, just, um, so people know, I mean, you could really do a marathon within like maybe even as little as three months of training, yeah. you know? And I think we, we generally did three months of actual training because you had been running for six months, but I think we really kind of dialed in, you know, what we're going to do. And we did a very kind of sort of loosey-goosey, you know, training. So we, yeah. we did a couple short runs during the week. I think you were doing like five, six mile runs during the week even, right? Yeah, I, I didn't work out. You worked out. I didn't work out. I only ran. That was my only source of sweating was... Was, was just the was straight running. running. Yeah. So for me, I, I put in more miles, I think, than you just because you were doing Pilates and, and you were lifting weights and stuff yeah. like that where I just had more time and I more workouts. You know, part of that was a little bit of an experiment for uh, for me because I wanted to see what it'd be like because I, I had, you know, I'd done two, the, the Philly Marathon twice in like 06 and 07 and I only ran. But then I kept getting all these injuries and I'd have to stop training for a little bit. So that's how actually I ended up slipping into triathlon was I said, oh, well, if I if I cross train, maybe I won't have so many injuries. 
So that's how it, that was the only reason. No one told me to do triathlon. No one encouraged me to do it. I just figured swimming, biking, running. Okay, I'll mix it up. So I was like, you know what? Now I'm at this point where I've been doing CrossFit so long, but I know CrossFit's helped me in my running. Let me just stick to doing the CrossFit three days a week and then doing the Pilates once or twice a week and then run. So, you know, on my lunch break, I'd run. That's why I I love being down here because if I have a 40-minute break, I'll just hop on my treadmill and run. So I would do like three miles a day, two or three times a week, and then do the long run of the weekend. So essentially, you were doing all running on the week. Uh, How many days would you train? Four, I'd say four minimum, but sometimes five. I I just loved running. I mean, I would just like, I'm going to run today. And she'd be like, didn't you run the last couple of days? I'm like, you know, just one around. I just like running. So yeah, I'd say four to five. Yeah. So I I might've been running like two, maybe three. And then on the weekends we do long runs. And I, I, my weekend was a Tuesday. So we were Uh, always, we were always offset a little bit, but yeah, I always followed up. And I think we were generally doing the same miles for the long runs at the same time. But man, that 22 miler, that mm-hmm. was, that was like a reality yeah. in a uh, kick in the face. Right. When we were training. Um, well, that was my first experience with like a three hour workout and yeah. yeah, it was, it's something else. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember I had to stop. It was so hot that day too. I think it was yeah. hot around that time. Yeah, that whole, right. The whole, the whole July week. was tough. And I remember I had to, I had a camelback with like 70, a hundred milliliters uh, with like Gatorade, you know, and I had to stop three times to fill it up. Like I was, it was done. Um, so actually, I don't know about you, but I was kind of nervous going into the marathon because of that 22 mile experience in a way. Um, I will say, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I went in with nerves, but never at a point during that marathon did I, well, I, I told myself constantly never let doubt creep in. So like I was in the six miles and like, it's very overwhelming. It's not like you kind of realize you're an hour in, you're like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm deep in, in the this. marathon. Yeah. So I never, and I kept telling myself, don't ever don't ever think to yourself, you're not going to finish. Don't ever let doubt creep in. And yeah. and that was one thing I, I kept in my head the whole time, but there was never a point where I felt I wouldn't finish. Even though at, after that 20 and 22 miler, I was like, man, this is, how, how can I go four miles, like four miles more? Like, where is that capacity? But then on the day, the capacity was there and I, and I didn't have to worry about that, but I, it's, especially on a hot day when you're by yourself out, you know, out, I was in the street. I just ran around town for three hours. Like, it's a, there's a lot of emotions going on. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of everything. And yeah, it's, it's a little scary at that moment, but I will say day of, I was all in, I was good. Man. I, I, that day of, um, that was like one of the best days I've had. Probably I would say my top three best days this year yeah. was, was that day. Oh yeah. Um, I think it was a mix of the marathon being around you guys was awesome. You know, like being with dear friends, man, that just, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, people use a uh, whoop again, we're not sponsored by anybody, but yeah. people use whoop and they check their HRV. Um, I have, I just got back onto it. Um, I got off of it for, for so long because I felt like the, it was like torture in my mind, like looking at the statistics of it. I recently got back on because with running, uh, I like what the whoop will tell me. It'll tell me to, um, I need to sleep this many hours and, and this is the optimal time to go to bed and wake up. So that's what I need. And I'm not really so concerned about the statistics, but the one thing that everyone is obsessed about over the whoop is the HRV heart rate variability, which is the distance uh, of time between to uh, between heartbeats um and so the reason why I, I mention this is because i've tried to do everything possible to like increase my hrv and so they'll say you know cardio breathing you know uh sleep uh, re- good recovery there's all of these things and you, you can find like dozens and dozens of like in, um, pages online about you know what to do to increase your hrv but the only thing that has ever significantly 
increase my HRV for like a day was being around people who I cared about. Really? I swear. That's like if cool. you look at my data, like on, on, um, on whoop, you like, all right. So an athlete, a CrossFit athlete may, might have their HRV generally in the two hundreds or high hundreds all the time. Mine hovers at like 23. Yeah. Which is strange. Cause you would think like, am I dead? Am I dying? But yeah. like, I'm able to, I'm able to, well, not now, but I mean, at the time I could deadlift 500 pounds. Yeah. I could, I could run a seven minute mile. I mean, I'm in pretty decent shape. I mean, I have body fat because I'm just, those are my genes, you know, but, um, I'm not dying. Why does it say 23? And so, you know, HRV people say it's relative to you, but then they also give you age ranges. Like at this age, you're supposed to be here. So I have, I'm like lower than the age range of someone 70 plus. Like that's how bad my HRV is according to this. But, but the days that I'm with people that I really care about and love, like it little spike into like the one forties for that that's day, crazy. which is crazy. So I'm like, wow, it really is. Like there's something about being around people. I was listening to this one Ted talk. Um, the, I'm terrible with data and stories and I don't, you know, I'm not getting paid for this. So I'm not doing research. Right. So, uh, but uh, in this particular Ted talk, they talked about this one particular town in this one particular European country. And supposedly this country had the best health overall out of any other country or any other town in the world. So scientists came together and like, why are these people so healthy? Like low, high cholesterol, low, low, you know, low, low incidences of, of high cholesterol, diabetes, you know, uh, low incidences of high blood pressure, all of these uh, cancer, all this. So they're trying to like figure out like, what is the, <clears throat> what is the sauce? Like, what is the, what is it? Is it their diet? Is it their exercise? Is it the air quality? So they ruled out all of these things. And the only thing they could point it to was that the, the, the town was so interconnected. Like people would go to each other's houses, like in and out, like freely in the town. Like okay. now here, like if someone rings your doorbell, you're like, who the fuck is yeah. at my door? Especially if somebody walked in. Oh my house. God. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, actually last night someone came to knock on the door at seven o'clock. I'm like, I didn't order anything. Yeah. Who's here? And like, I'm, I'm ready to fight, you know, like, why are you here? Yeah. And it was a package, you know? <laughs> um, but like, dude, leave the package at the door, but it yeah. needed a signature. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the only thing that they can figure was people would be in and out of each other's houses. They would have dinner together. It was a very tight, close-knit community. So it was relationship was the answer. So I connected that with the HRV thing. I was like, ah, oh, all right. But I'm like an introverted extrovert. So like I'll be with people and I'm like, no one talked to me for like three days. <laughs> you know? It's kind of like a yeah. strange dichotomy. So like being with you guys that day was like, man, amazing. Uh, and there's so much, I mean, we kind of... Um, scratched the surface when that day, like when we had dinner, but there was so much that I wanted to say. I just couldn't like put it all together. Um, but, uh, you know, why don't we start with like your experience, like kind of straight through the marathon, like your thoughts, like things that came to you, like realizations, okay. um, how you felt like in, 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 like if there were any particular, um, like milestones, either mental or physically that you kind of came to within the marathon, like your whole, your whole experience. Um, I mean, even training wise, or you want to go? Oh, just, just in the, just, just in the, the, the like being thrown into the day and now boom, this is the movie like, and you're telling the movie. Um, it was a little overwhelming. I, I think my girlfriend, Amanda wanted me to show a little more emotion the first day. Like we got there and I was like, cool, we're here. And, <laughs> and I, I'm, I guess I'm just like that where I, I wanted to go get a cool shirt. I wanted to do, you know, I want to keep it simple, but I was like, she's like, you want a picture? I'm like, oh, okay, let's get a picture. And I, I, I don't get me wrong. I want a picture, but I just don't care that much. <laughs> but like, I, I do care. I don't know. And so 
the whole day is amazing. Um, a little bit of, I love the outdoors. I'm a big outdoors person. I grew up in the country in central Pennsylvania. Um, it took me a long time to realize it, but, um, I'm just like my father. I just like being outside and, and all that. That's why I picked Lake Placid. I didn't want to be in a city or, you know, I wanted to be in a, a beautiful place. So me being there was very just, I, I just loved being there. I love the, the pine trees and the, the smell and the crisp air and the elevation and everything about it. I just, the town is, it's a really cool town if you've never been. And I remember I showed up really early. I was like the first one there and nobody was there. And I was like, this is a marathon. What are you guys doing? Like, get out of bed. Let's go like, get, get prepared. And, and I mean, there's what there was, I mean, I think like a thousand or 2000 people. It wasn't, it wasn't full this year, but there was definitely a lot of people, maybe a thousand, but I show up and at like seven thirty, the marathon's at nine. I, I think I was like an hour and a half early and there was maybe 10 cars in the parking lot. And that blew my mind. And I was like, Am I wrong? Am I like <laughs> Am I in the right place? Yeah, is this gonna work? And and so I kind of go through my morning ritual. I like to drink like an energy drink and a coffee and and like sip on water and and I'm like you. I get nervous and I just I don't I don't I don't know what to do. But I'm sweating right now. You talking about this? You're like bringing <laughs> me back to the day. Oh yeah, yeah I, I I can. That's one thing I can really picture the whole day. And then um, I think we met up. You were with your wife and I was with my girlfriend and we we just chatted. We kind of and then me and you were just like let's go warm up and and that's kind of when you just have to like flip a switch and a lot of my training runs what i did is uh we have a peloton so we we uh we're, we're not getting paid by peloton so. <laughs> um but they have warm-ups they have five minute running warm-ups and they have 10 minute running warm-ups and so before my long runs i did a 10 minute before my short runs i do a five minute warm-up but that was a it would always click like that would be like okay now is now is running time now is workout time i'm i'm getting sweaty i'm movement um, I can sit down on the couch for five minutes and, and before I start my run, but I, I'm definitely in the mode. I'm definitely ready to go. And so we, me and you decided, we're like, all right, let's go. It's time to, time to start running. We just did a jog. I did not want to do that jog, by the way. Oh, I, I, I totally did not want to do that jog, but I'm like, you know what? Matt's right. This is good. I need yeah, to do this. Yeah. I just needed to loosen up and, and part of me didn't know what to do for a marathon because for 5k, you go out, you run a mile, you get, you get jazzed up, you get all sweaty and then you run 3.5 miles in 25 minutes and it's over yeah. where this is like, do I want to run a mile and warm up? Cause I got a lot more <laughs> right behind me. So even my mindset was like, I don't know what to do. And I just kind of went and we just chatted. And I think just for us to come in and settle down, see the area, do a little run. Um, and then we just lined up. We lost each other. Oh, I had to go to the bathroom. I, I found the bathroom. I was, I'm always, I always do those races where I'll go to the porta potty like three minutes before where they're doing the announcements and everything like that. So I, I thought I was going to miss it all. So I thought I eventually just grabbed in line. I kind of snuck my way up a little bit and then, um, started running and Sal, Sal's bald for those who don't know. <laughs> and, uh, you think you had a white shirt on that day. So I was like, yeah. okay, I'm looking for the tallish guy, bald and white shirt. And eventually I found you. I don't know if I told you this, but I was, I was like, picking up speed, like running up the hill. And I cut between a car and a girl and I like clipped her foot and she like stumbled. She didn't, nobody oh fell, my gosh. but I looked back, she was pissed. And I was, I understandably. And then <laughs> I like had to settle down a little bit. I'd be like, it really got me like rattled up. I felt really bad. You know, this, somebody else has worked long for this day. I didn't, I don't want to, you know, hinder your day, but she wasn't the one that actually stopped racing. There was actually a girl that no, had to be she was ahead of out. me. This girl would have been behind me because I, I ran past her, but yeah, yeah. unless she ran past me. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that girl had stopped like, four minutes into yeah. the marathon. I was yeah, like, yeah. what happened? Did she just go crazy on pre-workout and supplements? And just, yeah. cause she didn't look like she was injured, but she looked like she was, well, she also had like four people holding her up. I too. know. Yeah, so. I know. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I, I kind of like ran up to you and we were both in this mindset where we're like, do we talk to each other or do we just smile, nod, 
no word here for each other and keep going. And so we did. And I, I felt good, especially when we turned the hill. I remember there was a hill. It was all downhill. So we started up. The race starts at the top of the hill. You run down, downhill and out of town. And I just let the hill take me. I was in a, I was pumped up. We were a mile or two in at this point. Um, I'm feeling good. And I'm just like, well, I'm not going to waste this hill. So I just like let my body fall down the hill. I gained a lot of positions and I just kind of took off from there. Um, then it just became running. And then when you got to the flat part, that was fine. It was a beautiful view. I, I just, you got to run down out of the hill, but then there was a road called river road and it's just a quiet road that goes out. So it was just, for me, I really enjoy surroundings. Me and Sal have talked about this where you're not much of a scenery guy. You're and like, for me, that was everything. That was like, I, I absorb it and I use it as energy. I just think like the trees and the, the breeze that's rolling in is, is like good air. I think it's high quality fuel and I'm just, I'm in the moment I'm running and everything was normal. Uh, the, the turnaround point was very far away and I kept thinking, When's this, when's this turnaround? Cause it's just kind of a couple of blind turns. You don't really know where you're going, but you're like, okay, we're here. So we turn around and then the, the one part that really, I'd say the the mind mess of it all was when all the half marathoners ended Yeah, and you got to turn around and it's a, it's an out and back twice. You have to turn around. So all the half marathons ended and then you're just out on your own and you're still going because that's not the turnaround for the for the marathoner right the turnaround for the marathoner is different yeah the half marathoners they have a uh, there's this earlier so it's just like oh shoot i was pacing with this person but they were a half marathon yeah. yeah and they have different color bibs but especially if you're you can't always see the angle of the bibs so you don't really always know and you don't want to like stare at people while you're running sure, and stuff sure. like that so um like why are you standing on my crotch bro like yeah. oh, i just want to see your bib <laughs> yeah are you blue or are you red are you blue or are you red <laughs> um so i i remember when they left and obviously at this point we're two hours in, I think I actually hit the under two, two hour mark. Um, that's for beast. That, that's for, beast. Yeah. But I paid for it. <laughs> um, and I, so we're all spread out at this point too. So when I'm turning around, I mean the person in front of me is, you know, a hundred yards ahead and the person behind me is a hundred yards behind me. So like I'm by myself and I know I'm not by myself, but I really just at that moment compared to the last two hours spent with all these people, I'm by myself. And that was when, uh, I, I, I would say the training kicks in or at least like your mindset of like, okay, you're, you're here, you're in it, you're, you're going, but that was, I don't want to say a negative thought, but it wasn't positive. That, that was definitely one of the things I'm like, what, what is this? Like, where am I going? What am I doing? And then, um, then your next goal is all right, get to that, get to that turnaround again. And then I think I was about 20 miles in. And then when I really felt it, I really felt like the cramp, um, start to set in. They never fully like cramped down and, and got that Charlie horse feeling and, and really, but I felt it. I felt like every, every step was, was right there. And I'm like, Oh, this is the wall that everyone's talking about. Um, I'm sure the wall is different for everybody, but for mine, it was just a lot of like muscle fatigue. Um, and then at this point I'm very sweaty. I'm, I'm three hours in and the breeze is starting to pick up. It was a cloudy day and like now I'm starting to get cold and I'm so far in that I know I'm going to finish, but I'm at this point where it's just, it's so physically painful and it's, it's mentally clear, like clarifying. You're like, okay, um, just keep going. And every step that you can take in pain, you're just like, okay, this, this is going to work. This is going to work. You're going to get there. Um, so it, I don't want to say it's a positive feeling, but that's where I think the positivity and the runner's high comes from is like trudging through that pain, trudging through those last, you know, four or five miles. Um, and you know, like I said, I never had self doubt. So at this point I'm like, all right, let's go. You had passed me at some point 
we we passed each other maybe two two times during the whole thing but you passed me you were you're a very steady runner you you just kept going i had to take a little break there was a water break that you passed me but um then you started slowing down you said around 22 and i i would 22 23 and i was like oh there's sal and there, there comes a, if you've never done a distance run if you've done a long run um you have a lot of time to catch up to somebody like you'd say so um half marathon marathoners towards the end of it you kind of see somebody and it, it's a good challenge to try to get to that person so sal's in front of me and i'm like let's let's go catch up to sal and uh, there was a hill and i knew the hill was my area that i could excel in a little bit even though i was tired and i caught up to you on the hill and we ran um we ran together for probably the last mile or so um i just i just overjudged it and the last i don't want to say the last point two miles was the point that got me but I just didn't know when that mile would end and I, I took a step back, but I'd say my, my only disappointment would be that I didn't stick with you the, the whole time. I wish I would have just finished a race with you. Like mm. now that I realize how far it is, you know, like 2020, looking back, I'm like, man, that was, that was right there. I could have kept going, but everything ended the way it needed to end. And it was, it was appropriate, but, um, just being next to you, like it was almost like we wanted to hold hands. And just oh kind my of gosh! Finish line, but I totally I, and I was, I was imagining that the entire time. It almost kind of felt like, uh, you ever see, uh, 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 Rocky when uh, Rocky or Apollo are like running in the water, you know this. You got to watch Rocky. I, I've seen a oh, couple. Oh my, you got to see them all. I've seen Rocky the, three. Oh my gosh, you have to see. Yeah, ha- I don't know which one it was because they're all a blur to me. But there's a scene. So, uh, Rock, uh, Apollo Creed is training Rocky to okay. fight somebody, okay. and so the, one of their training scenes is they're in the ocean, but like they're at the tip of the water, so they're running in the water. That's part of the training. So the whole thing is Rocky needs to beat Apollo. So Apollo and Rocky run and, and Apollo just keeps beating Rocky. And then, uh, but mind you, Apollo's coaching him. So then at the end of the height of the pinnacle of the, of the training montage, Rocky finally beats Apollo. And then just like slow motion, jumping up, like with their hands in the air and like water splashing. It's a GIF, like a, a GIF, whatever you call it. Yeah. It, the, yeah. If you ever see like, if you ever type in like, uh, best friends or, uh, training or Rocky, you'll see Apollo and Rocky, you know, kind of come up. Um, but that's what I was picturing the whole time. Um, but then you, you finished the marathon. How did you feel when you finished? Um, I don't know. I, part of me. So Amanda is always, and Amanda's my girlfriend. Amanda is always, uh, when I come home sweaty, she's like, okay, go get a shower. You're good. Go get, you know, we don't need to, I, lo- I can love you from a distance. You stink. <laughs> go get a shower. Um, and, we've had other races like i ran a half marathon a couple weeks before and uh she slept in the car because it was like 7 a.m and what are you gonna do for two hours so but she didn't make it to the finish line and that one wasn't a big deal to me but i was like i I just really hope she's at the that at the finish line i just wanted her to be there and i pretty much i was too tired to do anything but i remember just running i remember just like seeing her i remember seeing like her emotion i couldn't really process anything i remember just being like it's very overwhelming. You're in pain. Um, it's emotional. It's, it's so many things, but I remember just a a sense of relief to see her and to to cross the finish line. And then I wanted to be alone. I really just wanted to, I needed to absorb it myself. I'm getting emotional thinking about it now. Just, um, this was with a pinnacle I've been, I've been talking about for a long time. I will say it's not the pinnacle of my life and I don't, I don't view it that way anymore. It's definitely just a stepping stone, but, um, to, to spend, you know, 11 years of your life wanting this and then, and accomplishing it. I just kind of went off and I just cried to myself a little bit and I talked to myself. Um, everybody gave me space. It was awesome. It was like, it was perfect. It was like a little bit rainy. It was the, 
to me, I love the, I love that environment. I used to go outside as a kid and just play in the rain and like we had a dog pen. I don't know how to explain it, but there was like a roof. So I used to, when it was raining, I used to go hang out in the dog pen and like under the rain, like I just love that cloudy environment. So like to me, it was cold and I was miserable, but everything about that was just like a great ending. And, um, then you, I mean, you were tired too, but like just the bond that I, I walked over to you and like immediately, like we just, we just felt the energy. We felt yeah. the love. We felt like the accomplishment. Uh, we didn't have to say anything. I mean, your wife was so supportive. Your kids were supportive. Uh, your whole family was there. Um, everything about it was, was truly overwhelming. Um, emotion, like the emotions was, were crazy. And I knew they would happen because during training runs, I, I would just, I would just envision my, my finishing of the marathon and I would get emotional. I would never break out into tears, but that wave of emotion would, would run through me. Even just thinking about, you know, finishing the marathon. And then when it happened, um, it happened pretty quickly. It was over quickly. Um, but it, it was just everything flooded, but I, I don't want to say I'm unsatisfied, but there was immediately a point where I was just like, on to the next one. Like, mm. I, I don't, I don't want to dwell on it. I want to ce- celebrate it. I want to accomplish it, but cool. This is, this is a step in my life. And now it's like, whether it's a, a business move, whether it's a athletic move, whether it's a- anything, a relationship move, any, anything. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was just like, Oh, on to the next one. Um, and, and, and that wasn't a marathon. It wasn't like, Oh, I want to run another marathon. It was like, Oh no, now pick something in your life and train at it and work at it. And, and, and it showed me I could do anything. And it showed me that, with enough preparation, enough time, enough, um, you know, mental grit. I mean, there's gotta be a little bit of grit and dis- discipline. I, I will say, I know we talk about discipline and, and, but a lot of things come back to the discipline. If I did not put in the time every Tuesday, I had Tuesday and Wednesdays were my days off. And you know, if I didn't do it Tuesday, Amanda knows I would, I would just mope around the house. Like, Oh, I gotta do this. I'm darn mm-hmm. around. I gotta, I gotta get out. I gotta get going. And, um, the discipline that I, I showed to myself and I'm like, Oh, I could start a business and I could grow it. And, or I could any, you know, whether it's weightlifting, whether it's anything, I was just like, Oh, if I start and I have a plan and I stick to it, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And like, I've always felt like that, but it was just another step in that, that where I'm just like, I can, I can do anything. And, um, that, that to me was the biggest when it, when it all ended that overwhelmingly came in, it was just like, I, I can do it. I can, I can do it. And I say it to, to a man all the time. Like, I can do anything. Like, don't worry about me. I can do anything. Um, Did but, you ever feel that way before and this concretely? Um, yes and no. I, I, for quick background, like I said, I was an overweight kid growing up. Um, it took me a long time to just click about how like work in comes work out, you know, like it, the more you put in, the more you get out. And I never understood that, but it's one of those things you have to experience it mm-hmm. to, to really appreciate it. Um, so there's been a lot of points in my life where, I remember like taking my shirt off at the gym for the first time. I hated it. But now like I take my shirt off at the gym all the time and I'm chunky. I'm not like, and I'm around like Taco and Eric and Danny Despoto. You know, uh, like, D- Danny is like a, a Greek God. Oh, Greek Greek, God I yeah. hate being around that I guy. Greek God. I hate it so much. I'm like, man, I got this dad bod no matter how much I work. I don't, you know what? Who cares? But like uh, ha- taking off your shirt in CrossFit is like having a fan blow at you. Like that's yeah. like the equivalent when you're in the middle of work. It's a sec- like, you have to do it. Like you don't do it because I'm sexy and I, you know, it's, right. it's not like I'm feeling myself. It's like, dude, it's, I'm suffering. I'm in hell. Let me take one layer off. Yeah. That's the idea. And it's a, it is like this. You're on the second round. It's like, oh, we just started again. Yes. Right yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I'm around uh, to say a lot of good looking dudes who had, you know, they're very strong. They were very good athletes, you know, and then I remember like taking my shirt off and that was like a big, 
a huge step for me to just like own it and be with it. And, um, so I'd say there's a lot of small victories like that, where I would just, that, that in itself was like, Oh, I'm, I'm okay. I, I can do anything. And, and it, even though it's, it's something that small, it's something that it meant a lot to me. And then, um, I ran a 5k, um, I ran a 5k sub 28. I ran a 5k sub 25. I ran a 5k sub 23. And I was just like, wow, like I'm, I'm, I'm heavy. I'm right now. I'm probably like 220. Uh, I'm a but six, you're like six, I'm six, two, six, two, three. Yeah. So it's proportional, but at the same time I carry, you know, when I think about running, I carry a lot of weight. I care. I do, it's just physically, I carry a lot of we weight. We would be considered uh, uh, Clydesdales. Clydesdales. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of beef about that on the internet too. You know, people are like, oh, you know, what's a good Clydesdale time? Like, no, you should just be fast. Cut your weight. Don't use your weight as like a qualifier Bro, for your I'm bad trying. time. <laughs> like, you know what? Screw you guys who all weigh 140 and run like three hour marathons. It's harder yeah. when you're heavy. Yeah, it benefits us in weightlifting, right? So yeah, I mean. Yeah. Weight moves weight, but in running, it's definitely harder. I like the idea of it. Don't get me wrong. I want to be uh, a person who can lift heavy weight and run fast and do all that. And so I, like a survival mode kind of person, yeah. you know, I, I want to be that big burly person and I'm, I'm, I love it and I'm, I'm cool with it's it. Like a hybrid athlete. But, yeah. um, I, I carry a lot of weight I, I, I'm not trim. I'm not, I don't have abs, you know, I have a little gut, so I'm carrying extra stuff and just, well, it looks good on you. It looks good on you. Well, thanks. It yeah, does. I mean, yeah. I love myself. Yeah, don't yeah. Worry, I want to say this. I, I love myself, but, um, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not Danny. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, Danny is like 0.0004% of the population. And I've known him for like six years and he's carried that. It's not like he just gets in competition shape and then, no, no he he's carries for, that. He's forever 100%. in shape and just gets more in shape. But it just, yeah. Great job, Danny. <laughs> um, so I'd say there was always small accomplishments like that, that pushed me to the next event that pushed me to the next, um, I can do this event or I, I, um, it just, it got me to a point where it's just like, oh, okay, well, on to the next one. You know, there's always an on to the next one point. Um, but I think the marathon was, because it was such a pinnacle thing, because it was such a uh, upper echelon thing in my life that now it's just like, oh, apply this to anything. Yes. Like apply it to business. And I, I dabble in eBay. Like I'll sell st stuff on eBay, my old Pokemon stuff and some video games and stuff like that. And starting out, you know, I, I wasn't that good and my pictures get better, my sales get better, my timing gets better. Like, but it was just amazing how I was able to relate the marathon to my, my quote unquote eBay business of, of just like, okay, be disciplined. Every Tuesday, take some photos. Every Wednesday, list some stuff. Every Thursday, ship the stuff out. Um, every Friday, go find new stuff. You know, it was, it was this revelation. I was like, oh, it's, I put my mindset to it. I was disciplined. I grew it every day. It was small steps. It was, it was so much. And I know like we talk about budgets a lot and things like that. And, and we're always like, we try to take it all on at once. And mm -hmm. we all try to do this big budget. And, and Amanda always tells me, she's like, we need to take it one by one, step one by one. And it's true. It's, it's with anything, but that's what the marathon showed me was there's other things in my life that I've, I'm disciplined in. And then it just showed me it, you can improve on those things. Um, you can make more of a plan for those things and everything can follow that model or some sort of, falling into that model where it's okay. It's just discipline and hard work and, and all that will get you to where you need to be. And me as a CrossFit coach, and I also work at Trader Joe's and I don't know if many people know about Trader Joe's, but they're all about the people. They're all about helping others. And I think all these things together just wanted to help me help others too. It's just like, Oh, I, I promise you, I went from a fat kid to a marathoner. I promise you, you can do anything. You can do a 5k, you can do anything. And I think that also is my other, big takeaway is now 
I look at myself and I go, I know how far I've come. I promise you, you may look at me and, and think I'm a marathoner. I'm, I'm cause people who don't know me from 10 years ago, you know, they, they think I'm an athlete cause all I talk about is CrossFit and I'm an athlete, but people who grew up with me knew I'm knew me as Maddie, Maddie bean, the fat kid, you know, um, Maddie bean, Maddie bean. Well, my nickname was bean. So really, I don't even know he's bean. A lot of people call me Maddie. So, um, you know what? I didn't, I would call you Maddie, but um, I, I was like, does he not like when I call him Maddie? I'm I don't a man know. of many names. That's all. All right. So you're okay. I just no, yeah, like, yeah, I loved calling you Maddie. I don't know. Oh, okay. It just, yeah, it was like a pet name. And I was like, ah, I hope he does not annoyed by this name. Most well, my parents, my, that was my parents name for me, Maddie. Um, I have my nickname was Bean growing up. People called me my last name, Gardner. I was Matt, Matthew. Uh, I was a man of many names. I'm Matteo. My girlfriend's Puerto Mateo? Rican. So, um, <laughs> so in the family and especially when we go Mateo. visit. Mateo. Oh, Mateo. <laughs> I love, I love that. I do. But oh even people I work God. with now too. I got to go to that wedding. I want to hear people call you <laughs> Mateo. So, um, but you know, that's why like even with the, you know, people, I don't know who knows this, maybe the three people listening, but uh, you, you, we, um, you were meal prepping me for me for a while. And oh, yeah, you, were, yeah. you were trying to like grow that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so that's, I was like, Maddie's meal prep. That's not such a catchy name. And I was like, I don't know if he likes that name, but whatever. I'm going to keep calling you that. Yeah. But yeah, no, good to know Mateo. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, to me, I, I just wanted to, I, 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 I want to figure out how to translate to people my story in a way that obviously you only have a little bit of a window to motivate somebody or like you're just meeting somebody, you know, and you, you got to try to find that common ground. And I'm trying to figure out how to take my experience of like, I came from very far over here and I, I need you to understand how far away I was and how far I, I took to get here. And it took a long time. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of discipline. But I promise you, I promise you, you can do it. I promise mm. you that like, if you just start, you know, every day gets a little better. And, 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 but that I learned, I learned it too. I knew it was always there, but I also learned that mm. as well. Well, you, you, you ever see this, uh, you know, there's all these depictions of like success and what that looks like. You ever see this picture where it's like an iceberg and you see the tip of the iceberg yeah. and then below the iceberg, you see how far down the ice goes. So all you see is like this beautiful iceberg, but you don't see like everything that it's built on top of, you know? Yeah. Uh, not too long ago, I think I had someone here and they said something along the lines to me like, oh, you're really privileged to have this life. And that privilege word in, entails or, or, or kind of um, there's like a coloring with that word. Like, yeah. you know, your parents must have did this for you. You must have come from this place. I was born in Newark, New Jersey. You know, we lived in an apartment. Um, my mom was a, f a nurse working two full time jobs, you know. Uh, my father was a limo driver uh, and not like a limo stretch, it, it, like a car service, you know, like Uber today, but, you know, and uh, they moved us to East Brunswick to have a better education. You know, uh, my mom paid for my education, my, my bachelor, well, my associate's degree for nursing. But from then on, like it was always me paid for our wedding, you know, our home. We were given nothing. But then, you know, to have that people have no idea of the work like, dude, I used to work a full time job, a part time job. Uh, I was in school part time. And I was also training for marathons, triathlons, you know, and uh, not sleeping very much and very stressed out, very much in debt because of student loans, because of the home that we lived in. You know, so people have no idea of the work. So they see the finished outcome. Like in your case, they see the marathoner. Like, oh, this must have come naturally to you. Yeah. You know, so they see you. And, uh, you know, you and I are different from like Danny. Like Danny, like you, you see like the fitness. And you're like, this guy must have come out the womb with a six pack mm -hmm. and like, you know, just ripped. Um but uh yeah but to have that accomplishment people just automatically assume like you must have been built for this you yeah. know rather than you i mean it sounds like like brick by brick by brick by brick you built this ability to be able to do a marathon you can get by doing a half marathon 
without much training. I think I agree. You can you can do that completely. You different can do race. that. Yeah, it's a very not to talk smack yeah. on somebody who's done a half marathon, but <clears throat> mentally, it's a one hundred percent completely different. Yeah. Race. Unless you're a super great athlete where you can sustain, you know, a four hour marathon or a three hour marathon pretty well. I feel like they're there's more similar, but if you're a newer runner, the, the races couldn't be farther apart from yeah, each other. Of, yeah. of course. And so, and, you know, I think it's hard to like kind of translate. Um, so like when people will tell me stuff like that, I go through the history. I'm like, this is where I was, you know, and I'm not like, uh, um, uh, confabulating that so that people can, you know, respect where I came from, but I'm like letting them know the reality of like what my parents had to do. My parents were immigrants. They suffered for me to get here, yeah. you know, and their lives are not, it's, it's a shame because, I mean, if you've had people, you know, if you had parents that are, that migrated here, I mean, just that alone is like a marathon, like to be, for them to be able yeah. to have done that is crazy. And then to build a life from that, it, their kids tend to do so much better than they have done, you know? And, and so, um, it's hard to kind of translate, like, this is where I am now. And this is what it took for me to get here. But I think, you know, a lot of times when people like talk about motivation, I'd rather just tell them, Hey, listen, just don't want anything because you're you, like, you say you want to run a five. I had this one guy actually, he was eating a donut and me and this guy, we, he, cause he knew that I was a CrossFit coach and I was doing CrossFit and I was, I was interested in eating well at work. It's really obvious, right? Cause I, I always bring my, well, not now cause I'm home, but I'd always bring my Tupperware with my food and it was generally healthy. I, I would always refuse pizza at work. I'd always refuse cake at work. And not because I'm a snob, but like Monday to Friday, I don't eat sweets. Monday to Friday, I stay with my meal prep. Saturday, Sunday, you know, I'll, I'll indulge, you know, I'll have cake, I'll have pizza. But Monday to Friday, I don't do that because they would have pizza every Wednesday. If I had pizza every Wednesday, I'm going to have pizza every Wednesday, yeah. you know, and I'm going to have two, three, four slices. So anyway, this one guy at work, he's eating a donut in front of me. He's like, I really shouldn't be eating this. And I'm like, dude, enjoy your donut or don't eat it because why are you going to say that? And he's like, yeah, but you know, I really should get in shape. Uh, you know what? Forget it. I'll, I'm just going to eat this. And I'm like, if you're going to eat it, like enjoy it. Like I would on the weekends. Like if, when I have ice cream on the weekend, I enjoy the hell out of it, you know? Yeah. So I, I almost like want to tell these people, you know what? Just don't want anything and don't say you want anything until you really want the thing because then you're just going to stress yourself out and make yourself feel guilty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it took nothing like that, you know, for us to, to do this. Like we, there was something in us that wanted it. And so to have that spark between you and I, it was just like, ah, let's get on this. Let's get on this board. It's like, and that motivation train, it only comes every so often. It's not constant, you know? So if you hop it, if you hop on it and you stay on it, it just takes you. Yeah. I, you think, you think there was a lot of luck involved in just how I texted you that time? <laughs> I, I know you're not, you're not necessarily a luck. You're more of a, it meant that it was meant to happen. You really like, absolutely. Okay. You know, uh, just like a really quick side story. Um, I was going to Florida once, uh, and I was on a plane. I was in nursing school at the time and I was going to visit out there. And so the guy I was sitting next to on the plane, he was, uh, he started talking to me and I, you know, that was a thing people do, right. Talk to your neighbor on the plane. So, um, I had this book, uh, um, called the five people you meet in heaven. It's not really a religious book, uh, but it's from the same writer of Tuesdays with Maury. I don't remember the author's name, Mitch, Mitch Albaum. Ah! Shout out to Mitch. Shout out to Mitch. Mitch, what's up, man? Hit me up. Loved your books. He's never going to hear this. <laughs> but, Maybe. Um, but yeah, I was reading this book. So the guy says this to me, oh, what are you reading? I was like, oh, the five people you meet in heaven. And I don't know why, but I intuitively said, you know, it's not really religious. I, I don't know why. You know, I, I, 
I don't like to say I'm religious because I don't want people to feel weird about that. Like if I'm a Catholic, you know, there's no need for me to tell you that my life should express that. And if it doesn't, whatever, you know, then I need to change something. But I'm not going to force anything on anybody. So he's reading a book and it's like this heavy theological, like religious book, you know. So I was like, oh, what are you reading? He's like, oh, I'm reading this and it's about such and such. And uh, I'm like, oh. And, and uh, he goes, yeah, I'm actually a Catholic priest. I'm like, oh, no way. And he's like, what are you doing uh, going to Florida? I was like, oh, I'm actually visiting someone out there. And he's like, well, what do you do in New Jersey? I was like, I'm in nursing school. He goes, oh, actually, you know, I am a Catholic priest, but my main job is working with this company called Hazelden, and we're like a, uh, we're a recovery uh, center for people who have abused drugs and alcohol, like a rehab, inpatient rehab. I was like, oh, no way. And so he says, yeah, you should come visit. Maybe when you finish nursing school, you can get a job. Now, that time, the person I was visiting, I thought my life would end up being, around that time, I thought my life would end up being in Florida, but it's not. And thank God, you know, God closes some doors, opens others. Thank God he closed this one, you know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I actually went down there and I visited him, toured the facility and basically offered me a job and I wasn't going to graduate for a year, you know. So I said to him, like, man, it was such a coincidence we met. And he goes, um, coincidence is just God's way of being anonymous. And I was like, wow, like mind blown, you know? And yeah. so I, I don't think it was a coincidence. I think last year was like the planting the seed yeah. and the seed had, you know, kind of started to grow and then boom, you know, you, you texted it right at that time. And I was like, at first I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, you know what? He's asking me, this is a friend, you know, and, and he's asking me because I, I mean, I'm sure part of it is like, just some like social support to do it, you know, and like yeah. to have that like camaraderie around it because that would be more fun rather than doing it on your own. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think it was a coincidence. I think it was meant to be. And I remember that too, how I texted you. I was like, hey man, I caught the running bug. I think that's how I, I phrased it. But it was probably April or, or May, like it was starting to get warm out, um, you know, and I, I just took a run. I was like, man, this is good. And then I took like two more runs and I texted Sal and I was like, let's like i'm into it i don't think i expected you to do it with me i think i was just excited like you were one person that let's get this straight people in the crossfit world don't like running they don't care <laughs> yeah, they for don't. running because um, they don't know they, they don't know like 400 like when people complain about 400 meters a quarter mile to me in my mind i can't fathom it anymore because i'm like it's, it's 400 <laughs> meters just go just go it's gonna take it. you two minutes yeah. stops like, like relax two minutes and so so I will say this, CrossFitters don't talk about running. So Sal is an outlet for me to talk about running. You, you were one person who enjoyed it and you understood it. And so I think I just reached out to you to be like, hey man, I wanna let you know, like I love the sport and it's cool and I'm, I'm into it. I think it was a couple of days later, I kind of remember, I don't know if I expected this, but you just kind of sent me a text back. You're like, yeah, let's go on man. And I was like, okay. We're <laughs> oh, I really had to think about it, you know, like I, I think uh, now I'm in a space in my life, I've really, every decision, big and small, like I really have to kind of, think about it like yeah. how's it gonna affect my life like what's the good that can come out of it what's the bad you know how's it gonna affect my family even like with Arlene anything I feel so bad for my wife because she's I, I'm a I'm a very like all over person I have my hands in so many different things you know and so many different interests and a lot of these things require time and anything that requires time for me uh is always kind of like something where she's supporting me on the back end you know so um every decision is like I, I gotta see how it's gonna affect everything yeah. um but with this uh Arlene knows it. I know it. I'm a different person when I'm consistently running. I'm, I am the better version of myself and yeah. I, and I move towards that. So I saw this as like an opportunity. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm, eh, I kind of feel like, oh, you know what I would do every year? I told this Arlene the other day for the past three years prior to doing New York last year, I would apply to the New York city lottery, the marathon. And my thing would be like, God, if you want me to get back into running, 
I'll get in. And I wouldn't get in every time. And then last year that happened. And then I just realized, you know what? If I want to be a better person, I shouldn't be like wishing for something to come upon me to yeah. do it. I'm going to do it. And then at the end of it, see what I become. So, um, so I saw this as the same thing. Like the opportunity was there. Like something was pulling me to be, you know, better and to get into a better space. And it just happened to be you. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? There's only positive vibes here. Arlene's good with it. My family's good with it. It's going to be a nice little vacation. We haven't met in so long. Let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, no, I'm totally glad that we, um, that we did. Yeah. Um, one last question I want to ask about your experience before I tell you about like my kind of thoughts about the marathon itself. Yeah. Um, well, I will tell you this first, when you cross that finish line, it took everything within me to not like be the first person to hug you. Right. I, I was like, you know what? No, no. Amanda is his, his like absolute love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, he's mine. This is our experience. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to respect their relationship and and let them have this moment because i know it's important to them and as i was saying to you guys before like you guys are like a i don't know the the way i picture your guys relationship is like you guys were in heaven fell down got lost and found each other you know like you're so like symbiotic in that way like you're so like you have these couples that are, are together and like you know constantly working at like relationship but you guys are just you guys are like best friends, like for all eternity. That's, that's the yeah. way I see you too, you know? So I saw that and I wanted to respect that. So just so you know, I was holding back out of respect for your relationship, you know? And I wanted you to have that moment because I know it was important to you. But have no doubt in your mind. I wanted to like pick you up and like, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, Arlene and I, we saw you guys walk over to the bench and we, uh, you didn't see it, but we just watched you two for like, a, for like two minutes because right. you guys inspire us, like your love for each other. Yeah, we're married, you know, going on four years in february um but like we, we we love seeing love and it reminds us of what it was like when we were first dating you know um so we just watched you guys but i was so curious like if this was a movie the shot would have been on us and then it would have been on you guys and then we would have heard your conversation in the movie okay. you know what did you guys talk about on that bench um i i think amanda just kept she, she's a little warrior. I'll say this. Worrier, not warrior, but she's a warrior too. But um, she likes to worry a little bit. So she was like, you okay? You need anything? And to me, there's just so many emotions and thoughts. Um, she constantly told me how proud she was of me. And um, I mean, I guess I, I will say there, there's, there's two conversations going on. There's a conversation in my head because I had just finished a marathon. And then there's her words, you know, talking to me. So... I was kind of in this like deep state of, of like realization and, and everything's coming through and she's like kind of the guiding light. That's like, are you okay? Do you need anything? How you feeling? What do you want to do? And it just, she bring out, she brought out questions in me. She brought out like answers in me where I could be like, okay, yeah, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. This is why I'm doing it. Um, but our conversation was just, it was a lot of love and support. I, I don't think there was much more besides that. It was just, um, it was finally over. I, it was more emotional for her at some point just cause I mean, I'm in physical pain. So like, I just feel like she had more energy just to show emotion. And I think she, it was just the accomplishment, uh, accomplishment of it all. It was, um, I mean, just, just there was, there was, she was proud of me. Um, I was proud of myself and, but I don't think there was much depth to the conversation as there was just love and support and just like, how you doing? What are you feeling? Like she, I think she was genuinely curious what is he thinking? Like, yeah. he just did this. It's over. And, and I just think you wanted to be part of my brain at some point. And you just be like, oh, oh, 
where's he at? Like, this is really cool. Like where, and, and, um, and I constantly said, I'm okay. I just, I, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't it's, know. I don't it's know hard. How you, to. You, you can't like transfer that feeling to somebody else. You can't yeah. transfer the emotion, the physical feeling, the emotional feeling. It's hard, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm, that, I yeah. choke back tears a lot. Like I, I, I'm not for toxic masculinity. You know what I mean? Like I'm all about showing emotion, but I struggle with showing emotion still. Like, you know, you start to feel a cry on and like you, you, you shove it back a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of it. Don't get me wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I wish I could let it out more. So I think part of me is at that point where I'm just like ready to burst. Yeah. But I just, I just can't like, I just, I, I don't know if it's at the public view, whatever it is, but I'm like holding it back. So, um, there's just a lot of, you know, I'm just stuck in this moment where there's so much vomit you want to, you know, yeah. word vomit you want to get out, but it's just, it's just too much and, mm. and all that. But our conversation was just love and support. I'd say I, I can't really, if I think about it, it was just her rubbing my back. And, and I too, like I said, she does not like, me when I'm dirty or sweaty <laughs> and the fact that she came over and touched me and like kissed me and held me and rubbed my back to me, just knowing her as a human, that meant the world to me that somebody, you mm-hmm. know, that she's breaking down all these rules she has for herself just, just to, you know, be in contact with me. And so mm-hmm. that was the moment. The moment was just, just me and her just living the moment together. You know, she mm-hmm. let me have my moment by myself and then we enjoyed it together. That's a beautiful thing, man. It's it's kind of like the you know in marriage, they, they at the end they tell you till death do you part, you know. And so she's like loving you in a space where she wouldn't typically yeah. love you, yeah. you know, which is like such a, a a big deal in relationship, you know, marriage, any committed relationship to love the other person when you don't want to love. And the you other know, person, like the other know? person knows it. Like yeah. sometimes, sometimes you want it, it doesn't happen, but sometimes you know, like you hate this right now, yeah. and the fact that you're giving me that means more than any other gift you could give me, and I. I yeah, it was beautiful because she she was there during the training. Like, I would call her every hour. Oh, my long runs, I call her every hour. Oh hey, my god, feeling good. Because I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it was ninety degrees out, ninety five degrees out. Um, you know, she was just afraid I was going to keel over, and yeah. and I respectably so. That was so. I'd call her about every hour, and you know, we all have wireless headphones and whatnot now, so it's pretty easy. So I would just call her, check in on her. So she was always there for me. She was always like. She always listened about my training. I don't know if she cares or not, but she would always be like, "How was your run? How'd you feel? Had, were you fast?" And and I would <laughs> I was I learned these emotions when I come on in the door. I'd be like, "Oh, today was fast. Oh, today was slow. Today was good. Today was not." You know, but um, I remember walking in the door and like getting that answer ready because she would always ask me, "How was your run?" And that was always a good thing. I don't want, I don't want to say like it was a nagging thing. It was a good thing where I was just like she was like, "Analyze your run." tell me how it was and i would analyze it and i talk about it um i don't know if she cared at all like i really don't know like for running it's a very personal thing and it's not exciting it's not anything so like when somebody asked me how would you run unless you're a runner which amanda's not like i was like for you to care and for you to listen to me about that you know um it helped me it helped me develop but she was there the entire time the entire training she was there after every run uh, she worked from home so i'd come in and you know she'd see me rush to work you know i'd fit in around and like she's like you're gonna be late i'm like i don't know but like we were just she was there for the whole entire training so like when it ended and and we got to live it together she deserved all you know she deserved that time to spend and and enjoy the the victory of it all too because she was there so yeah um yeah i think all that wraps into like why what we um talked about on the couch or on the bench but then the 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 one thing though she goes hey the car's parked at the top of the hill (laughs) And so she goes, we're going to have to walk all the way to the top of the hill. And I go, what? Why can't we? And she's like, all the roads are closed. And I go, oh, man. 
<laughs> so like she was also and you had a car. You, I think your family drove down. No, we walked. You walked we it up walked. too. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. But I remember like that. That was kind of the that was like the bringing back to reality. She's like, and we gotta walk all the way up this hill. Yeah. And I and uh, that that was tough. I remember thinking I was like, man. Well, that's perfect. I think that's exactly what you needed, right? Because I mean, you're like, you know, this is this is just a stepping stone, but I have to walk up the hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's the hardest thing with a marathon because it it is such an accomplishment. And like, there is uh, honestly for you to have that thought after a marathon, like this is just a stepping stone. I have never done a race where afterwards I didn't say I'm never doing this again. Every race I've ever done up until this one in live is the I've always said I'm never doing this again because like it just mentally physically drained me mm-hmm. so much it was only until last year when i did the new york city virtually twice where i finished and i'm like you know what i'm i still feel like i got more juice but that was because i wasn't in a race setting so like my pace wasn't as fast yeah. like when i did it virtually i did it in like 4 30 something and afterwards i was like i could have ran more like which is strange you know so it's kind of good that you had that hill because you're like it's not over and i think that's something i wanted for you too is um I, I didn't want you to just stop here. You know, even after we race, I, I, I intentionally, I think once or twice said, don't stop running because it's easy to kind of, and I, I've, I've seen that in myself after doing a marathon. Like after I did those two Philly marathons, did nothing, nothing for months and months and months. And, uh, and then having to kind of restart all over again. And when you restart, you don't pick up where you left off. No. You got to build it back up again. And what's nice is it comes back. I, I think, honestly, I think the running comes back faster than strength does. I agree. Um, unless you got really heavy and then strength is just kind of there like, Oh shoot, I'm 400 pounds, but I can lift 600 pounds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was really uh, intentional about saying that to you because I, I didn't want you to, to, to lose that like next level of that motivation. Cause I think the motivation train, you got on it and then it got you to the point of finishing it. But then there was like something coming up next. And I, and I really love that you were like, I think I'm going to do a half Ironman or uh, you already started looking at races. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, thank God. I'm, I'm glad that he's on this because if if uh, if it was all the way around, I'd want you to be like that for me, you know. So like, if I'm doing anything for you, it's because uh, it's kind of like, uh, I, I wish I had that person for me. So I think that's kind of how I, you know, saw it. So that's awesome. Well, recovery wise too. I'm after the long runs, you know, you take a day or two off, but then that that next run, that flush felt oh, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my mind, I think it was two days later. I think it was that Wednesday or something. I went on a run mentally to flush to end, but. I just enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Like that. And you said, you go, I didn't do a lot for, for months afterwards. And then, you know, but for me, I did it right away and I was able to be like, Oh yeah, this is why I love it. This is why I do it. And then also with the, uh, with that is I had a couple of races afterwards. Oh yeah. Um, true, true. But, but I started lifting and I started going to the gym, but even now, so we've been traveling and doing a lot of like, uh, moving stuff and whatnot, but I haven't worked out in like 10 days. And there's, there is this definitely thing I can see where you would, abandon i don't want to say abandon but you would leave behind some working out after a marathon like in my mind i'm like i burned so many calories i did yeah. so much work i did um i did a lot you know what i mean and so i'm like i can take two weeks off you know what i mean but you can definitely get into that mindset and never get back into yeah. it or yeah, never yeah. get back so um yeah i was lucky to to get that flush run in and all that but yeah man i i i, I just enjoy the sport so and i think it was really good that you had races already yeah. um you know, lined up behind it, which was good. I mean, uh, uh, and, and like, even for me, I have the New York city coming up in, in like five weeks. So that kind of motivated me. But then I started thinking, shoot, I don't want the New York city to be the end of it. So I recently signed up for the, uh, it's called the Feb apple. It's in February. It's in maple, Maplewood, I guess. And it's a 50 miler. 
so like I know it's not gonna stop like even after the marathon I still have to keep my um my mileage up and that was purposeful not because I'm such a great athlete I can do 50 I've never done 50 I've never done more than 26 so but to have something on the back end so you know it doesn't stop and I think that also will translate to like business right like when you're doing business it's like let's say you make a big sale or you make like a you know you have a really good quarter and it's like oh I've, I've arrived you know but that's um there's no arriving it's always moving it's yeah. always going forward it's always changing you know um no and, and i'm really grateful that you had that experience if, if, I, either now um if i can give you my uh kind of um kind of play by play for the marathon because there's so much i wanted to share with you yeah, as yeah. well um yeah i i was like oh damn i thought we we're gonna start together but then part of me was kind of re- relieved not starting together because I'm like, it's awkward for me. Like, what do we do like, before a marathon yeah. or before, before you a run? You're wearing headphones. You can't chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I needed to, you know. Um, so one of my uh, tricks or one of my uh, hacks for myself is uh, motivational uh, audio, you know. And so I have a whole bunch of speeches, you know, with music behind it. And it's always like pumping me up. So it's like constantly having a coach in your ear. So I wanted to listen to that before starting just to kind of get my mindset right. Because my mindset is not just i don't know some people just have this positive mindset oh today's gonna be a great day you know i'm not like that like in the morning i have to like talk to myself like you know be grateful for this um this is what today might look like you know this might be your stress but this is how you're gonna deal with it so that's what i wanted before the marathon so i was kind of relieved but then also kind of bummed because i I didn't see you and i didn't say like good luck before we started yeah but then within like two minutes two minutes or so three minutes you caught up to me and uh and as we were running i was like you know what i can keep this pace i think i can keep this pace can I keep this pace? And I would not look at my watch at all. Uh, but now looking back for my first mile, I think it was done in like eight thirty something, yeah, quick. which is too fast for me, you know, but you were going faster, you know? So we were running together for a little bit. <laughs> were you with me when we saw that girl like yeah, drop I, off? Yeah, we must've been. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, like, is it that bad? Am I going to go off the wayside too? Uh, so when we were running together, I was like, this, this is nice. I, I, are we going to run together the whole time? Like, that would be really cool than just like, you know, hands up together in victory at the end. But then after like, uh, I don't know, six minutes, like you were picking up and I'm like, I can't keep up with that. Yeah. And I'm not going to try to keep up with that. I could, but I'm going to blow up. And so the whole, the whole time I'm thinking, don't blow up, don't blow up. And I think it was also tough too being with half marathoners because, you know, they have a different race and yeah. I didn't notice the colors of their bibs. Okay. So I didn't know who was who. Um, there was actually one particular guy, I won't forget it, and I'm sure even Amanda saw this guy because he stuck out like a sore thumb. Like, it was way, in, he was at the starting line, uh, already had his shirt off. Yeah, I know uh, well. Totally, kind of like a Danny body, like yeah. totally ripped, had like this spiky, like definitely blondish, he was definitely, uh, definitely dyed his hair blonde and had it spiked like he was like some serious Super Saiyan athlete. Yeah. Pink shorts, pink shoes, I'm like. like he should have a surfboard on his Yeah, arm. yeah, yeah, but like yeah. he looked like, my life is sport, yeah. you know? And so I'm like, damn, like, and in my mind, I said, like, he's definitely going to, I think he was with a girl too, who was like in like, yeah, she also, was also great. Also shape. like, yeah, yeah, out yeah. And you're like, okay, these yeah. people are serious athletes. Yeah. yeah so I like I was, you know, already just kind of looking at, you know, him, I'm, 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 I'm I don't know why, but my brain goes, that person's better than me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why yeah, I do yeah. that, you know? And so even as you, like you, you kind of were going, I was like, I was good with that. I was like, you know what? I want Matt to run his race. You know, I'm, I'm going to run my race. Don't be, don't be concerned about people's race. And it wasn't just you, but like, that's even how I kind of like live my life. You know, like don't be concerned about what someone has or doesn't have, like, just do what you have to do and go at your capacity and uh, for better or for worse, you know? So I didn't see you for, I think until mile 
16 or 17. Yeah. So <laughs> you were so far ahead of me that the turnaround point, I could not see the turnaround point. And you were already coming back from the turnaround point. I'm like, wow, he is fast. You know, like maybe I should have trained harder. Or, you know, like, am I going to be able to do, like, you know, get a respectable time? Um, so mind you, like my, my best time was 354 or 356, but that was in 2007. I was 160 pounds, you know. Uh, now I'm 205 pounds. I did the virtual last year in 430. When I did it the second time, I did it in 450. So I really didn't know what time to go for. I was really intent on not uh, looking at my watch for um, for distance or for, for time. You know, and it wasn't until, I think it was like a week or two before the marathon, I had just like looked up running videos just for fun. And um, I heard this one uh, marathoner talking about how he just looked at his heart rate the whole time, which you would think like a, a serious athlete should be doing that. Yeah. Never thought about that. I always thought like, let me see my mile splits, but I never thought about my heart rate. And so uh, when you were way ahead, uh, all I was like saying to myself was, you know what? Keep your heart rate around 160 and just reinforcing to myself, run your race. You know, everyone has their own race. And, and uh, for me, like with, uh, with, with these like long distance endurance things, I kind of look at them like, this is kind of like my time with God. And he's going to show me stuff in my life. That's good. And show me stuff. That's not good stuff. I need to change stuff that I can improve on. And so it's kind of like this, um, uh, like a, a refiner's fire, you know, for me, that's, that's always how I've looked at races. And it's not like I intended on doing that. It's just that at one point when I was doing races, like all of these like things in my life were just like flood me. Like, you know what? You're doing this well, but this could change. And even after the marathon, I'd make it a point to follow up on those things, almost like a New Year's resolution, except I'd really change it. Like uh, the last like long race I did was 2019. I did a, a half Ironman. And uh, I, I was not trained for the for the swim at all, but I, I was able to do it. And I think I did it in like eight hours or something like that. And that's not a great time. But during the run, uh, no, actually it was during the, the bike. It was 56 miles on that bike. Uh, the thought came to me, you're stressed and you don't even know it. You haven't paid attention to that. You need to start dropping things from your life that you don't need to do. And at the time, you know, I was working a full-time job, another part-time job, 16 hours a week. And... Uh, I also was coaching like two classes, uh, two mornings a week at 5 a.m. Uh, so I'd do the five, six, and then I'd be at the gym from seven to eight and then do the eight o'clock class. So two days out of the week, I was doing that, you know, and I didn't necessarily need the money from coaching. I just, there, there's something about CrossFit and being a CrossFit coach. It's a little bit like your varsity team, you yeah, know, yeah. there's that feeling, which is kind of a stupid thing, but like, that's how I felt personally. Uh, like I'm, I'm in the inner circle. You know, and, I, and I'm the kind of person I don't want to be in the inner circle, but if you pull me in, I'm going to feel a little bit proud about that, yeah. you know? And, and now I look back and I'm like the stupid, I'm like with kids, like what, what's the, what do I need this affection for? You know? So, uh, the realization came, you know, that I need to drop this CrossFit thing cause I don't need it. I could pay for a membership. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, yeah, it's money, but like my, my stress is not worth it, you know? And then the other thing I was doing was I was playing drums for, uh, for, for a mass, uh, on Sundays. And even though I liked playing drums and I wanted to kind of do something with drums to kind of stay consistent, like, like training, like every Sunday I would have this. So I don't lose my drumming skill and I'm also using it for a good purpose, but I didn't need the $50 a mass to play drums. Um, and, uh, and I was still going to church anyway. So that was a realization I got within uh, a, a racing event. So that's kind of how I viewed it so the whole thing this time around was just like you know run your race and i had you there so that was really kind of a clear to me like you know 
Matt has his own journey with, with his training. He had his journey in his training. You have yours, you know, this is it. Just, just run, you know? So I was focused. And like you said, I'm not like a scenery person. I love being in the scenery, but I'm not looking around at it. I was actually just looking at like the yellow lines and just running that. I didn't tell you this, but at one point, like the yellow lines, like I start, I started like almost like having like these weird, like visual hallucinations of like the yellow lines, like being purple. And like, it really freaked me out. I'm going to fast forward to the next day. I was talking to this guy at the hotel who had done ultra marathons and had done marathons. And, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, yesterday I experienced this. He's like, oh, those hallucinations? I have them all the time when I'm running. Really? Yeah, and I was like, I've never experienced that before, but I mean, I was really pushing myself, yeah. you know, and uh, and I was really intently staring, but I guess just like visually, just like, it was weird. Uh, it was almost like, um, you know, when we were watching the 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 movie of Ilya Chipchoje, Chipchoje, I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering that name, but like, y- you saw like how they had um, the lines that they were running with and like they would kind of pace him. And so the lines were like changing, you know, it was kind of like that, yeah. but like the, that's what I was seeing on the road. And I was like, Oh shit, I hope I'm not going to have a seizure, you know? So I was just really focused. And then when I saw you coming back, uh, I was like, Oh man, I'm really far behind, but that's okay. That's okay. Just keep running your race. And then, you know, I had a whole bunch of other thoughts and stuff like, you know, what's my purpose? Like, that's always a big thing. Like what's my purpose in life? Like, what am I here to do? What would I feel, uh, bad about not accomplishing if I was on my death but that's like where I go like what do I need to do before I go um how can I be a better father how can I be a better husband so then I would see all these people who I thought were you and I was like oh I might catch up to him you know um and I'm like you know what but even when I saw those people I didn't pick up my pace I just made sure my heart rate was somewhere between 160 and 165 like more towards 165 that's like where I was hovering uh, and again, I had no idea what's like my standard heart rate to go for these things. So I was just kind of like, I feel pretty good at 160, 165. Yeah. So I'm going to stay there. Uh, and then eventually I saw you in the distance and I saw you, um, uh, I saw you kind of walking, taking water, running a little bit and then walking again. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to run with him, you know? So I didn't want to like disturb your flow. So I kind of was behind you for a little bit. But I was like, you know what? Maybe we run the race, the rest of this race together. I was like, that would be awesome. That was like what I kind of wanted in the beginning. So we were running together and uh, it was cool. You started picking up your pace. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm here to kind of like push him and like, we're going to do this together. Like maybe he's taxed and went too hard because, you know, it's the first marathon. Like, you know, you, you don't know your pace yet and I don't know your pace, you know? So it's like, maybe we'll run this together. So then uh, I was watching my heart rate. My heart rate at one point went down to like 150. And, and then it occurred to me and just, I, I really wanted to kind of highlight this was, um, okay, I could run with him. That would be like charity. That would be a, what a good friend would do. A good friend would just like, even if I feel like I'm, I'm slow, uh, even though I could go fast, let me run it with him. This is his first race. We should do this together. You know, that's what a good friend would do. And then this other part of me was saying, you know, but you trained and like, you now won't know like how far you can push. This is your first in-person marathon. You won't know how far you can push. And also he's your friend. Like he wouldn't want you to like not be able to reach your maximum. This is what you guys do. And it's not a competition, but do the best you can do. And maybe that'll be like an encouragement, you know? So I really was kind of battling this, this whole time. So when my heart rate was so low, I was like, I just got to go because I wasn't at that point working. So uh, part of me, but then there was also another part of me that was just like, um, 
again, I was like, Matt's better than me. You know, it, it's that that person's better than me could be in any domain. And I was like, Matt's better than me, you know? And so when I, when I passed you and I felt like I still had more and I felt like I was going too slow, the thought was, um, that's behind me now. I know I'm at this level now. And it wasn't like I'm better than Matt now, but it's like I'm, the whole thought was no, no one's better than anybody. It's really the, whatever you put in, you put, you, you, you get out, you know? And this is, I was consistently training. I, and even the thought was kind of judgy. It was like, I told him not to do a hundred miles that month. Like I followed the plan, you know? And I was like, well, maybe this is a learning lesson for him. Now, that being said, I thought, like I felt kind of like a, a little bit of like a righteousness. I'm being really transparent because these are kind of, some of these are ugly thoughts, but you you get, uh, for me, again, this refiner's fire, like there has to be some ugliness that you, that you uh, experience and that you work through, right? So I was doing really well, felt really good. I felt solid, man. Like I felt so, so solid. I was keeping sub, sub 930, 920, you know, something like that. And then mile 23 hit and it wasn't the mile market. It was just out of nowhere. Like the, the, my legs cramped up. I don't know what it was. Um, I don't know if it was, it was a minor hill and just the stress of that, but like my, I've never felt cramps like that before in my life. Um, like my, my quads just like, like locked up. And so I had to, I stopped for a second cause I couldn't continue. And then I was like, all right, so let me stretch. So I stretched a little bit and then I tried running again and it was just too painful. Every step it was like stabbing my quads. So then I almost had this like, why God moment? Like I'm just three miles away. I can't, I can't miss this. And it kind of reminded me of when I did this CrossFit event uh, in Texas. Actually, that's my little shrine to uh, that CrossFit event that I did. So uh, just to kind of side story, the last workout, it was like uh, chest to bars and then uh, dumbbell snatches and then a rope climb, multiple rounds. And so I made it to the finals. There was five of us in the finals or three of us in the finals. So I was way ahead. Uh, and then it was like the last rope climb and I couldn't, like my biceps were so jacked, I, I couldn't like get to the marker on the rope. And so I'm like hanging on the rope, trying to reach for it, and then I can't reach for it. So I just hang on the rope and hoping that the strength will come back. I'm like, God, how come I to be this, this far? And I, I'm about to beat this guy, you know? And I was in third place and I made it to finals. And so I had ended up finally getting to the top of the rope and I ended up beating the guy who was first prior to. So that's kind of the same feeling I had at that 23 mile. Like I'm so close. And, and at that point, it wasn't like beating anybody. It was just like, I want this sub four. Or I think my goal, if you see on my board coming down the stairs, it said sub four, four, sub 410, 410 I think. Lake Placid Marathon. I like to have a goal board to see visually. So I was like, oh, I'm not, I, I got to make this 410. And so then out of like frustration, I just like beat on my quads, like, like punched them, you know, and to kind of hopefully massage the pain out. So that actually worked. And so I started hobbling along, but my mile like started dropping to like 12 minutes and so, or whatever. And at that point I hadn't seen you for maybe, maybe an hour and change, maybe. Yeah. And then I feel something hit my butt and I'm like, what the hell? And I see you next to me. It's like, Oh shit, no, my God. So it was kind of like this, uh, life lesson. Like, you, um, and again, not a competition thing, but like you may think you have something dealt with, but it's not dealt with, yeah. you know? And like, even in my marriage, like you may think, like, uh, you know, you know, Arlene and I are, are we, we go to marriage counseling every two weeks, you know, and I think it's good for couples to do that. Um, but for us, you know, we're so different that it's really been helping us to kind of, um, solve our issues in, in a more healthy way. Right. So even in my marriage, I can say, you know, I think we're beyond 
arguing about this or that. I think we really respect each other. And then something happens like, oh, shit, no, <laughs> no, it's not. It's still there and yeah. we still have to work, you know, uh, just this just yesterday, her car broke down. Uh, and I was working and she's like, babe, please get to help me. Like I have to pick up the girls from school. So I imagined, uh, Enrique Iglesias, I can be your hero, baby. You know, I felt so good about myself. I called my job. I said, I have to leave right now. My wife needs this and my kids need to be picked up from school. I went, drove to pick her up. We had a little bit of an argument the night before, so we weren't like in a great space. And when I picked her up, she, she didn't give me like the hero's welcome like i thought like oh you saved me she just said thanks for coming here babe and i'm like i'm grateful and so handled all the car stuff came home last night we talked and i said you know what i felt like there wasn't the gratitude that i was expecting i expected like you were gonna like roll out a red carpet for me but maybe that's just my expectation maybe i think i'm too special and she's like that's so funny because when you came i was expecting you to hug me and ask me if i was okay you know yeah and i was like wow, you know, we both had needs, but they weren't being met, right? Mm-hmm. So this idea of like thinking I have something dealt with, but it's not dealt with, and I need to keep working was like, boom, right in that moment. But then at the same time, I was like, maybe we'll finish this together. Yeah. So then we started running together, and I was like, this is awesome. And then the pace really picked up. Like I was not going at that pace, but then when we were running together, and it was like the last mile, I think at the pace we were going, we would have had like seven or eight more minutes to finish. Um, and at that time, so my playlist on my, on my, uh, iPhone, it goes between like motivational stuff and then like music. And there's this one song, um, it's called strong enough by Matthew West. And as we were running, like the songs I choose are for my pace. So about a 160, 162 beats per minute. That's kind of like the pace I use for running. And so this song comes on and it's kind of like a hype, like alternative kind of like feel good song. And I'm keeping the pace with my feet. And now you've locked into my pace as well. So we're both on beat. I don't know if you caught that, but we were like, boom, boom. Our feet were hitting the ground at the same time. And then when this song came on and as the lyrics progressed, we had been running maybe three or four minutes and the lyrics for the refrain was, uh, uh, now I'm going to get emotional. Uh, I know I'm not strong enough to be everything that I'm supposed to be. I give up. I'm not strong enough. And it says, uh, hands of mercy, won't you cover me? All I'm asking you is for you to be strong enough for the both of us. I don't I don't know what the point of the song was. I don't know if it was, you know, his relationship with his wife or anything. But the way I saw that was, I'm not strong enough to keep this pace. I can't do this. I, I don't want to burn out. But at the same time, like, I don't want to let up because I don't, don't want to let you down. I also don't want to let myself down. And I want us to finish at this pace together. Yeah. So, and the whole str- uh, strong enough for both of us. I'm like, God, God, help us both to finish at this pace, you know? And so... At some point, like you tapped me and honestly, I, the whole time I was like, man, Matt's strong. Like he's not, he's not wavering. I gotta, I gotta stick with him. Like this guy, he's going to make me finish at this pace. So just so you know, in my mind, like I thought you were like invincible at that point, you know? And so I'm just trying to latch on to you. So I don't know if, I don't know where you were at in that moment, but it, I, from, so, you know, in my mind, all I'm trying to do is be at your level at that point. It wasn't to chase you. Cause I was not going any faster. There was no way I could go any faster than that. So, uh, yeah. And then, and, and when you said go, then I was also conflicted again about like, do I go, do I stay? Uh, but then again, the, the overarching thought was, you know, he would want me to do the best I could, you know? So yeah. I did. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, for me, like finishing, mar- I think I've cried every marathon I finished. It just like it just comes out of my face, yeah. and uh, eventually it shuts down. But it, it was like this like uh, ugly cry, you know. But even for like uh, even up until weeks ago, I I've played with them. Like you know, should I've should I've stayed back? Should I've waited? Should we have done it together? So I've gone back and forth about it, and I'm I, I don't think there's a right or wrong. But I just no. wanted you know that that's that's the space that I was in. Um, because I, I, yeah, because I, I know you know that deep down I, there is some competitiveness in me, but really, like I just want—I've said this before—I just want the people in my life that I love to win. Period. Yeah. That's all I want. Like this BS about like I need to be better than this person, that person. I don't care about that. Like be better than me. You know, be better than everybody. I just want you to be the best version of yourself if you're in my life. You know, um, and I think eh, I don't—I don't know where you were at the end, but because I finished one and I know I have my own feelings in the way I think about things. I don't know if I was right, but I got the sense that there wasn't like this accomplishment of it. You know, like I didn't know if you felt like I needed to do better um, or like I wasn't fast enough or I should have corrected this, but like I really wanted to kind of, uh, I told you that day, but I really just to highlight that is like, I really wanted you to be so like proud of that accomplishment because again, less than 1% of the population have done a marathon. Like, who do you know that's done a marathon? Really nobody. Nobody. You know, who in your family, no one in my family has done a marathon. Who in your family has done a marathon? You know, very few far between in your, your, if you look at your whole family line throughout all of history, you know, who has done this? Maybe one person, two people. In my my life, nobody, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, so like, you know, be super, like, you know, I, I wish, you know, I can't force satisfaction on your accomplishment, but just, you know, I'm super proud that you were able to, you know, stick to a plan, especially because last year, you know, we had attended on doing it, but then it being virtual was just like a no-go for you. Well, not only that, I'll, I'll go back. I, it was during the pandemic. So for those who don't, for some history lessons, pandemic <laughs> 2020, March 2020, uh, sorry, we couldn't go out. So April and May was the only thing I could do was run. The yeah. gyms weren't open. It wasn't that. So I started running. Um, then gyms opened up, I'd say in June, I think of that year. And I was a coach at two places. Um, I just loved the community. So I started, I wanted to just work out again. I just wanted to, to do uh, it. So I was going hard on workouts. I too. heard, I heard the rumors. Like, didn't you do a power snatch at 205 at some point? Yeah. I mean, my snatches yeah, were great. Someone um, had told, that's how big of a deal that was. Someone texted me that. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, Maddie. And so, like, we were doing workouts outside. It was 95. My tan, I had a tan for the first time in, like, 10 years because we were just always outside. We were always working out. I was always taking the noon class. So, like, sun was just draining me of energy because it's, you know, mid-noon on, in July. And I was trying to run on top of it all. So that's kind of what also I will say. It wasn't necessarily just about the virtual aspect of it. It just got to the point where it's just, like, I overwhelmed my body. Yeah. And I, that's why this time around I was like, nope, you are going to run. Um, I had bought a skateboard and I like started dabbling in skateboarding and I go, Nope, not going to break my ankle. not going to yeah. roll my ankle for any reason. Like yeah. I kept it very specific this year. So this year definitely was, was better mindset, better planning and better training overall. Um, but that's also another reason why I gave up on it. It's just, I was lifting weights and I was sore and I'd be like, Oh, I can squat and run the five K and it, my knees were miserable, you know, and it's, for any athlete out there who who doesn't understand that dynamic, you got to find that balance. And the fact that you found it is awesome. I'd love to find more of a balance in between, but man, if you, if you, if you overwhelm yourself, you know, eventually you're going to break down and it just, it wasn't in the cards anymore. And, and so that's why this year was a different planning and different schedule. And 
made sure it happened. Well, I, I think the big difference is here it was as it was a definitive. Like it was like no matter what, I'm doing this yeah. like plastic marathon. I paid the money for. Well, as soon as I paid the money for it, I remember you were even surprised. You're like, "Oh, you you bought it?" I'm like, yep, yeah, I was I'm shocked. In. I was in, like, man. "Wow, I'm all in. right, yep. all right." He's serious, you so, know. That, when you when you um you know put your money on the table, you put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Whatever it it has to be done, you know. Versus it'd be nice, it, you know, anything until you like kind of invest, you know, the definitive either time, money, or effort is just kind of like a nice thing. It'd be yeah. nice to do this, you know. But I'm also a person. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm not telling you because I'm trying to. F- uh, show you how tough I am or show you my result. I'm telling you for accountability. Like, um, just going back to that, uh, that iron, the half Ironman that I did, I did not swim at all. And I am not a good swimmer. I think I, I might've told you this, but, uh, for those who haven't heard it, but, uh, I had told, uh, several friends, several family members, you know, and, uh, just 200 meters into the swim, I was just like, I don't know if I can do this, you know? And all I was thinking was, I've told Dan, I've told Chris, I've told my wife, I told my family, I told my friends, everyone at the gym knows I'm doing this. Like uh, if I stop now, I'm going to, the people are going to ask, why are you home so early? You know, like it's eight o'clock. The race started at seven. Like why are you home? And I'm gonna have to tell them I quit. Like the thought in my mind was I'd rather die like than face that shame, you know? Uh, And that's kind of extreme. I know, but uh, listen, life is extreme. You got to do some extreme stuff. I mean, obviously I wasn't going to die. I'm not an idiot. You know, like there were, there were lifeguards there. T- two of them told me to stop. <laughs> but, but if I was to drown, they would pick me up. And I had a wetsuit on. I wasn't, I'm not a fool, you know, but uh, that's why I tell people what I'm going to do. Like if I tell someone I'm doing a marathon, like I, <laughs> you think I like telling you I'm going to do a 50 miler in February? No, because now I'm accountable to you. And you're going to ask me if I did it. You're going to ask me my time and how did it feel? And if I told you, yeah, I decided to not go, then I'm going to feel like a, like I didn't, I wasn't true to my word, yeah. you know? So that's, that's the point of that. So, and I think this year, you know, you, you laid it down. You said, I'm going to do this. And uh, true or false, you are a different person now than before the marathon. Oh, absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I still carry, I don't want to say I'm a, a lot different. I don't think it's, it's a major, I don't know how to explain it because I don't think I am a new person, I'm, but I definitely, just definitely have a different vision of discipline first of all is is number one like it's like if you don't if you can't discipline yourself for it you're not going to get anywhere and, yeah and that's kind of but i don't want to say i don't want to say i'm a new person but i will say yeah there's there's definitely been some changes some some vision my goal my goals and my vision board have opened up it's almost like you know when you're in your bedroom all you can see is your bedroom and then you walk out into the rest of your house and okay now you can see the rest of your house and now i'm walking outside and i'm like oh there's a uh, whole you know there's even more out here and that's that i guess that's the vision that opened up for me which is now i i, I can see more paths and more avenues more doors you know mm. but um no i'd say i'm still the same same guy though i think that's a popular parable right the frog in like a bucket or the frog yeah. in like a yeah, yeah, thing yeah. and then like he re- thinks that that's his universe and then he finally gets out like oh my gosh there's so much more yeah. and i think that's something it's nice to hear you know but unless you've actually experienced that feeling of like oh my gosh i have so much more potential than i ever thought i could possibly have but it's only through hard work in this discipline and again those are two like very popular motivational buzzwords and stuff like that but you know, if someone really wants something and they just stick to a plan and then give themselves a time frame and put themselves in a place where they can't refuse to do it, you know, sign up for the race, uh, invest this much in a, in a legitimate business, you know, yeah. um, quit the job that you hate. I don't know why people work these jobs that they hate so much. And I, I think Amanda is like perfect key. Like she hated 
can I say that? Um, she hated her job so much. She made the move because there are so many people that hate their job and then don't make the move and then let everyone be just as miserable mm-hmm. as they are, or at least, you know, but uh, if, if, if what you're doing right now, if any of us are doing something that is not benefiting us and we don't like it, it's possible to change. And yeah. I think you showed that, you know, in the marathon. And I think it's such a tangible way, you know, could you see it in, in, in like a time results and, yeah. you, and you'll never forget that. I think it was uh, uh, Jim Rohn who says, uh, you know, make it your goal to make a million dollars and then give that million dollars away uh, because it's not the money that matters. It's you who learn. you become in the yeah. process of making a million dollars. I mean, hopefully you didn't do it doing bad things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully you didn't do it hurting them and you supported people doing it. But, but yeah, like you ran, you know, your, your friends or family might've been like, why do you have to do this? They'll never understand it and they'll never understand like who you've become in the process. But that's really what it is. It's like this, um, who you become in the process of doing it. And, uh, to be honest with you a- after this, I, what I, my plan t- for today was before having this podcast, we had to do this because you guys are leaving on Monday and yes. I'm super sad, Two days. S- super sad. Uh, super, super sad about it. But, um, you know, I was going to do my 17 mile run this morning and then carry on with my day. So now that's going to happen after we're done with this. I'm super jacked up to do it Cool. now. Uh, then more than even the movie, um, again, definitely sad. And I'm I'm definitely going to miss you too very, very much. Uh, but I'm sure we'll keep in touch and, and I, and I'm really excited to see what you do in terms of, you know, how you translate this experience into your business or, you know, your work life or your relationship or your further fitness. And I definitely encourage you keep running. I need a running buddy. I, I have nobody except well, for you, you and Dan Ivanier once in a blue moon will message me. Well, you were saying too, you're like, dude, you're moving away. Like what well, we just got started running and all that. And I go, Sal, we did it all <laughs> virtually through a phone anyway. That, it's true. It's and true. I go, it's the same thing. You're, we're just now, you know, 700 miles apart instead of seven miles apart. It's true. That's true. I, yeah. And we can always meet up for a destination race, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah right it's always possible. Virginia. Virginia's yeah. It's a big state. Yeah, let's do it. Um, uh, one thing I want to go back and say before um, about actually I might have lost it about the the vision of. Yeah, never mind. I lost it. Oh, no. I yeah. I'll, I will stop the podcast recording right now and you can think about it if you really want to. Oh, about how for those anybody starting a um a marathon training specifically, but you can also interpret this into other areas of life. Um, I was a fat kid growing up. I've said this a couple of times, but I wanted to lose weight and that's kind of why I started running. I started running at a half a mile, start running and then a mile and then a mile and a half. And I remember like that slow process, but I did it often and I did it enough where, um, but I thought I'd come out of this with a six pack abs and uh, I thought yeah. I'd be like super skinny. Um, I don't, my girlfriend says I, I change my body's changed, but like to me, I'm still the same. I'm still like carrying a couple extra baggage. Uh, I'm not, I don't really have any abs. I don't have any definition. I'm still, I'm, I don't want to say burly cause I don't feel myself as a, but I'm, I'm thick through, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know how to say it, but, um, the result wasn't weight loss and, um, a six pack abs. I got stronger. I got faster. My endurance got better. My heart rate got better. All those things got and better. Your mindset got better. But I didn't, I didn't going into it. I didn't want, it's not like I was like, I can't wait to get my heart rate better. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I was like, I can't wait to look better and, and feel like good in the mirror. Like that was the mindset was, was really all about like my, my vanity and just, just wanting to look good. And, and, and that ended up being something that got better. I think, I definitely think I'm stronger. I'm like my more muscle and stuff like that, but that wasn't the result. And mm. to me, I guess looking back now, it's like, 
I looked at this high upper echelon, this pinnacle, this thing as like, oh, it's going to get me ripped. It's going to get me strong. It's going to get all these things. But it gave me so much more that wasn't physical, that were sorry, that wasn't visual or, or any of my vanity or uh, things like that. It was like, oh, I have a strong heart to live long or I have discipline to go through hard, uh, uh, hard things or I have, you know, endurance. I have all these things and I, I, I never knew I would gain all these things, but now I've gained all these things because I just put myself through it. But I, I, I want to say the vision was completely different. I never mm. thought I would end with all these things. So yeah, the journey, the, the person you become, the journey and all that is the adventure. Uh, but the end result you may be looking for, maybe it's going to be positive, but it may just be completely different than what you're thinking of. And that shouldn't scare you. That shouldn't be like, well, if I'm not going to get what I want, I'm not going to do it. I would say that you're going to gain so much more than you never thought you needed, but it's, it's there and it's good. So, um, I will say your, your, your starting point and your ending point should be different. You know, I don't think you, you need to follow that exact plan. And cause if, if you do, then I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it, it worked the same. You gotta, you gotta learn a little bit more along the way. So I think that's the perfect way to end this. I just got chills for the past 11 seconds yeah. straight. I don't think I've ever had that in my life. 11 Thanks, seconds straight. Uh, so listen, um, Thank you for your time. I thank you guys for, for being so committed to be here so early in the morning. It really means a lot to me, your friendship, uh, this experience we had, and that's for a lifetime. You know, so yeah. uh, I wish you two both the best in uh, North Carolina. You thank will you. be sorely missed, but um, we'll keep in touch, I'm sure, and we'll keep training. Uh, yeah, uh, the connections I've made and, and all that, just I'm amazed at myself that, that we have all these places to come and all these good people in our life. So the blessings are there and it's horrible to say goodbye to people, but obviously this chapter is to me, to us, the right idea. Um, but yeah, like uh, we're just so blessed with all the connections we've made and, and all that. And you and Eric, a lot of people on your podcast are a lot of people I, I really admire in my life and have taken me in and, and have helped me. And, um, Jersey has a very hard outer shell, but a very soft inner, you know, there, and, and I've learned that with people. It may be hard to get to know somebody, but when you really do, especially in New Jersey, at least I'll speak for that. Um, everybody here has been just so supportive and great and, and the love has always been shared. So it's, it's hard to say goodbye, but I know you all are still there. I know you're, you know, Sal, you're always still there. I can always text you whenever, but, um, you know, those things are a blessing, but it's hard to say goodbye. So, well, whenever you come back to Jersey, you always have a spare room here. Just please just tell us when you're coming right. and don't, I don't be one of these friends. I, you know, I have sometimes I have friends that will come to Jersey and stay in a hotel. Stay at our house. Okay. I will be offended if you don't stay at our house. Okay. Stay here. Be with us. And uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate course. you. Of course, man. Up until this point in our lives, we've done the best we could with what we've known. Hopefully today we've come to learn something new so we can be better to give better. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Upstream. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the dot upstream podcast. And join us every other Tuesday for fresh content. Until then, just keep swimming, friends.